I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. your fist here we go showbiz n-a-g so act like you know a combination of the new and the old rap me showbiz and diamond d yeah we got your soul clap can i get a soul clap come on hey welcome to the black out test podcast your host rod and karen and we're in the house on a saturday morning for a feedback show yes we are uh shout out to everybody listening live on vocal yes thank you guys for getting up early in the morning for us yeah i, I know that it is hard for negroes to make it up yes at 10 a.m on a saturday yeah, and especially for the west coast folks it's seven eight time yeah especially for you because you was up late last night mm-hmm. uh up to no good just just hanging out <laughs> tweeting mad about the nba and oh, stuff. i was hot about the nba i'm i don't I, I need fucking apologizing yes i did I, I didn't go to true to jail but i'm pretty sure i was close <laughs> i was angry yeah so uh you guys uh you know definitely um Thank you for tuning in. This we know it's early, and uh, this is the only time we can do it because any other time we podcasting, and uh, we celebrate my mom's birthday tonight. Yes. So, um, shout out to my mom's, of course, yes. um, who listens to the show from time to time. Um, all right. What are they listening to? They're listening to the black. Well, <coughs> sorry, I got to put my professional radio voice. 
You're listening to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. This is our feedback show, our Saturday morning feedback show, where we go over things that the fans have sent us. We go over your emails that you're sent at theblackguywhotips at gmail.com. We go over your Facebook comments. We also cover any iTunes reviews that you may have left or any uh, comments that you may have left on the polls. All right, cool. We also... uh you can uh, send us voicemails. We didn't get any voicemails this week, but uh, yeah, you can give us voicemails and at, at uh, you know the black guy. I mean, at seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six, or you can talk to us live at that same number. Uh, we'll open up the phone line sometimes near the end of the show. We will. Um, you can always. Uh, you know, go to our page, theblackoutist.com, and while you're there, you can do several different things, um, such as tell people what you think by voting in our polls. Yes. Um, whenever you vote in the polls, you can leave a comment. Um, you can also leave comments on each episode if you would like to say something there. Um, you can go to our Facebook page. You can leave comments there. You can, um, you know, talk to us basically, uh, on Facebook and, uh, we, we you know, leave, let us know what you think about the show and all that stuff. We, we appreciate the people that do that. We do guys. Um, so, uh, let's see what else they can do. Oh yeah. And of course, if you go to iTunes, we'll read a review. If you leave us a review, we will. But there's one stipulation. What is that stipulation, Karen? It got to be five stars, people. We read nothing under five stars. That's right. Five star reviews are the only kind that we review. On, we read on our show. On only the air. kind. Um, so if you think like, oh, this show's only worth four stars, you can write that shit. But we'll never read it unless you give us five stars. Yes. And then we'll read whatever you have to say, no matter how critical it is, no matter how, uh, even if it's great and nice, yes. which we prefer, of course. Yes, we do. But uh, we'll read the shit, so it doesn't matter. Um, nope. And thank you for the people who leave those reviews. Um, you can also donate to the show right there on the theblackguiletips.com. Yes, you, you can. You can either do one-time donations or recurring donations. Just uh, look on the right-hand column and, uh, you know, go ahead and hit the donate button. Um, speaking of which we need to thank the people who did take some time out to donate to the show this week um, yes because you know i recognize that that is uh in this economy in obama's america sometimes that might be a sacrifice so thank you guys yeah i understand that it's hard to do for a lot of y'all mm-hmm. and uh you know we definitely want to thank the people who uh took the time out to give us some money yes um, um we have uh michael Bree Love, recurring donation, my favorite kind. Yes, thank you. We will you. see you again next month, Mike. Yes, we will see you again next year. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, sir. Uh, Tabitha, thank you for your donation. Yes, ma'am. The recurring kind. See you in a month. Yes. We love you and we know that you love us back. Why? Because you give us money. Thank and you. And money equals love. <laughs> I love ain't for free. I love is for sale. That's right. That's what we say. Mm-hmm. All right. So those are the only two that donated this week. Um, but thank you for for that, guys. Uh, like I said, it's much appreciated. Um, and, of course, uh, when you're at theblackoutist.com, you can also find our guest spots that we did last week. Yes. Because we work hard. We, um, yes, we do. And there's some stuff that we did last week that isn't even up for you guys to listen to yet. Nope. Um, because we did some movie trailer reviews. And uh, I'm sure you guys... People that enjoy uh, that round table between me, Chris, H2O Kev, uh, Phenom Black, Black, and Karen um, when we talk about movies and spoiled movie mm-hmm. reviews. Um, you guys uh, might enjoy that because we got three more coming your way soon. Yes. Um, and uh, we'll let you know when Chris puts those up. Um, 
all right so what we did let's talk about the shows we did last week we did casual conversation karen did that one yes. with sherry's joy and uh, uh some ladies you did like a ladies only yes it was me carla sherry and rashani's wife all right that's cool um you also uh did were on where's my 40 acres yes um you were on the sandy check podcast yes i was sir with chris um i was on the Firestarter podcast and I was also on, um, you know, the Evening Jones where I talked to Bo last week. And you can find all this stuff in one convenient place. If you go to our um, site, yes, we have a post with all our guest spots for the week listed right there. Mm-hmm. So just one click and you can find everything you need to know about what we've been up to for that week. And yes. uh, as things pop up, we'll add them to uh, the page. So. Yes. And if you're really, really lazy... We have a very convenient way for you to get informed. Go to our site, and you can put in your email address, and every time we put shit up there, you'll get notified. Yeah, you'll get an email that's uh, when you're subscribed that says, like, hey, they about to go live on the show, or they just put up guest spots, or, you know, they just they just posted an episode. So, you know, you guys can go do that, and uh, it'll, it'll you know, you, I think you'll enjoy that. We appreciate the people that, that fucks with us like that. Yes. Now, let's get into some feedback. Let's do this. But now. first thing, we have to talk about the official weapon of the show, which is the taser, an unofficial sport. That's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. All right, feedback. What do you want to do first? Uh, we didn't get any voicemails this week. Okay. Nobody wanted to use that any time minutes <laughs> to call us. I guess now was not any time. No, it's not. Uh, so we didn't get any voicemails this week, but we did get. Um, you know, emails, we got the iTunes reviews, we got uh, Facebook comments, you know, stuff like that. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, let's do iTunes reviews first. iTunes reviews? Yes. Okay. Let's go to iTunes first. Um, okay. Here's uh, We got a couple short ones and a couple decent sized ones. We got four iTunes reviews that we will be reading today. Why will we be reading those iTunes reviews, Karen? Because they five stars. That's right. The only kind that we read. Um, all right. Panama's Love Child mm-hmm. sends us a five-star review that says, Nothing but love. Oh, thank you. I love y'all. So funny. See? Thank you. You don't have to write long, drawn-out reviews. No, you don't, y'all. All we care about is the five stars and that you yes. write something. So thank you, Panama's Love Child, and I'm glad you had nothing ratchet to say about the show. <laughs> glad I, I'm, I appreciate not having to read about Tyler Perry or Steve Harvey <laughs> or, or why the NCAA is the greatest thing ever or some shit, right? <laughs> uh, another five-star review from Stanford alum uh, says, Love the show. I have a question. Okay. Real talk. In NCAA 13 next next year, Virginia Tech and Penn State campus life better have a D minus rating, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It better, but you know that tuition will go up though. You, your recruiting should be hard as shit. Oh yeah. They should be like, mm, y'all blessed folks. I ain't sending my kids there. Yeah. They'll be like, uh oh, you found Sandusky in the locker room. What do you do? <laughs> run, nigga, run. Um. Bo King gives us a five-star review. Long-time listener, first-time reviewer. Yes. Now, you can only review once, but whatever, you know. <laughs> but, uh, we still take it. Thank but, you. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, but, yeah, he wrote us a nice five-star review. It says, much more than merely a podcast. Oh. The Black Guy Who Tips is not merely a podcast. It's a spiritual tour de force. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a first. 
Rodimus Prime provides his traditional existential worldview, while Karen is quick to counter ride with her progressive humanist beliefs. <laughs> inevitably inevitably fireworks ensue when these two worlds collide in each episode the blackout tips implores the listener to reevaluate their place in the universe the essence of being their contribution to the evolution of human thought the show is improbable the improbable collision of the ethos of mishi void and seuss also, Rod says the N-word a lot. Mm. You know who I think wrote this, Miss Chartreuse, and use his name? Yeah, maybe, because those, those <laughs> that, that, words... I'm about to say, that does not sound nothing like Bokeem's language. Yeah, those... those yeah, He'd be like, y'all is the best. That was more reason than ratchet. Yes. But, yeah, so, yeah, he set up a lot of people for, to listen to our show and be mad. Yes. So, we appreciate that. Thank you, Bokeem, Slash, and uh, Miss Chartreuse, whoever really wrote this. Quan <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dollar says funniest stuff on the net i was put onto your podcast about a month ago by someone on a discussion board and i well probably uh black girl online which is fine <laughs> not, don't be ashamed of your habits sir no we all watch pornography from and time to time embrace it unless you want them niggas that, that discuss it and get mad about black white women that don't have sex with black men if you one of those dudes then yeah you should be ashamed <laughs> That Very. It don't matter. Porn star politics messing up life up. <laughs> Jacking your dick angrily and shit. Oh, oh. you racist bitch. But you so got a big ass. Oh. <laughs> that um, doesn't sound fun. I was put on your podcast about a month ago by someone on a discussion board, and I'm glad that they told me about this podcast. Since I heard my first episode, I have been hooked. Rod and Karen really does a good job with putting out this podcast. It is not only funny and ratchet, but it's also informative. I would not change a thing about this podcast. Please Please don't change the format of the show. It took me a few weeks to get caught up with all the episodes, and I look forward to Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays just so I can hear another Blackout Tips episode. Once again, I love it and keep it up. Praise Tebow and tell Will and Justin to sign the contract and stop bullshitting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ratify that shit in yes, the lockout. Yes, sir. I broke that union, dog. <laughs> broke it. <laughs> yeah, we thank you guys. I didn't realize we was on such a schedule, wasn't it? La- was it last week or the week before last? We did the um, we did like on a Wednesday. People was like hey is it thursday no we just put it out a day early we caught him off guard with that one yeah um yeah yeah we did they they rely on us to be here karen yes they do all right that's all the itunes reviews uh we got emails we got the facebook page let's got do polls. facebook all right let's check out facebook and see what the people's Got, got to, to say, say to us. yes, sir. What y'all talking about out there? All right, the episode that we did last week was episode two forty eight. Uh, the feedback show was forty six minutes. Was the name of the show? Dougie Fresh year round. Oh, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I couldn't help that. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Um, Leonard says, I finally caught up with the last two shows. The whole bill thing was crazy. He was out of pocket. I've got to try that drink, too. Anyway, as the bill saga spilled into this episode, the first thing I thought was, I can't wait to hear what Chill has to say about this. Damn, did she deliver. <laughs> keep up. Keep doing your thing, y'all. I recently started checking out Where's My 40 Acres. I like that show and have added it to my podcast rotation. Props to you all for the great entertainment. So thank, thank you. you. Lanise writes, so out of pocket. Are you kidding me? He needs to stay in his limp lane. In his limp lame lane. Karen and Rod were funny in that Nagasaki episode and strong in backing up their work product. I'm with them. Bye. <laughs> uh Nicole says, I really, really, really want you to send him a hurt feelings report. 
that that crossed my mind so many times but i was by the time i thought of it the beef was already over i had forgiven yes. him so i couldn't do it oh um someone posted that video uh mr span posted the video i got 15 kids and three baby daddies which is like a 10 minute video about this lady who uh is on government assistance and she has like 15 kids and 15 kids i didn't know you could make that many them days these days yeah she keeps saying like oh somebody need to take care of these kids and all this shit and um uh christine left a comment on it she said this is actually very sad i work for a cps child protective services okay. and this is a very common attitude of many of the parents there's an absolute defiance to intervention because like basically anytime somebody would try to like uh you probably get them on birth control well yeah she would get mad and she didn't she didn't want the government questioning her when they asked her like hey we're giving you this hotel room to live in we're trying to move you into this house um are you you know but but with these conditions you know you 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 know we don't want you having dudes over the house we don't want you having sex in front of your kids and stuff so they asked her that in court and then she got real mad and she ended up going to jail and all this just crazy shit you know even family members were on some like man i'm tired of taking care of your kids so you know you need to get your shit together and all that stuff so it was a really complicated thing um that has a lot of different causes and different yes, outcomes it, yes, and elements that you have to consider so i was like i'm not talking about this shit on the show like no. it's too you could talk for fucking uh, a week on this shit and never get to the bottom of every angle of this story that's right um but she also goes on to say um there's an absolute defiance to intervention but i get it it is really hard to be an adult and have a system tell you what to do down to not cursing in front of your kids and not smashing even if the kids are asleep so it comes off as contempt for free help and family members will surprise you and not take your kids if it gets to be too much trouble uh you would think anybody would do whatever to keep their kids out of the system but just to answer a question but it it's it is also offensive that somebody will have the audacity to ask have you been smashing in front of the chillings i'm grown i think they were pretty patient with her in my day if they came and saw that she, the, the, she didn't have a kitchen those kids would have been out and separated she probably thought that getting media coverage would help but the state don't play like that so sad mm. yeah so i don't know i was just like yo it's way too much and depending on what state she in too yeah when she's saying stuff like somebody need to take care of these kids like uh, who is somebody the, your dad the baby daddies you i know the and on top government. of that the government didn't fuck you yeah so i don't know uh mark sent us a picture of a homeless dog uh-oh drinking a beer and passed oh, out damn so i don't know dogs get it in too yeah um oh i like to thank everybody when we asked if people have questions for the atypical sports show many people um wrote in with questions and stuff yes. like that and uh thank, thank you guys you. um uh dad gave us a link to the story about the uh the mcdonald's employee who was acquitted um and had the charges dropped against him uh the, the two chicken heads that he beat up mm-hmm and uh actually now they're charging the two chicken heads with uh with a crime so they should you know yeah sounds about right to me mm-hmm. um 
Oh, on the A-Tip uh, show, we got a lot of positive feedback. And yes. some of this was in the email form and stuff like that. So I'll just say, like, on Twitter and stuff, many, many people were like, yo, we love these dudes. Yes, they need to come back. back. Yes, um, it was good to hear them again. Yeah. And I, it was great catching up with Rob and Keith. Yes, it was. Uh, it's fun. And then, you know, on this show, we don't often talk sports, uh, mm-hmm. especially not in depth. Because, you know, I, sometimes we do this show to get away from just talking sports all the damn time. Like, yes. Sports ain't always that fun. And then a lot of times when you start analyzing it you see the angles and and the negative and negativity it makes you angry yeah you just like i want to stay away from this so yeah uh but lenise says i need these guys to return they were great with you and karen um i posted the video to marcia ambrosius far away which i had never seen before but i thought it was a really dope video um where uh, apparently it's about homophobia uh oh. Um, and it, it's just dope, man. So go check it out. I know I'm late. Most of you probably have already seen, seen it. it. Yeah. Uh, my brother actually went on our page and posted the bullet ball video, which I guess he, <laughs> I guess he just discovered what it is. He said, <laughs> I finally figured it out. LOL. Lenise says, this is sad. Oh, man. And, uh, <laughs> what, what a lot of people don't know about the bullet ball video is like, we use this as kind of a test to see if people can fuck with our show. Because if you see this video and you laugh, you can fuck with our yes, show. Yes, if you see it and you shake your head, keep it pushing. Yeah, um, our girl, Lene McLevin, she uh, posted uh, that she will be on the show December 18th. Yeah. Yeah, so in, in yes. a week. Yes, uh, she got a sexy voice. And, you know, she she do something to the dudes. Yeah, there. we're going to have her on and we're going to have Purple Peace from um, uh, Twitter, if you guys know her. Um uh so you know check it check them out on twitter yes. and stuff and they'll be here bro posted on the um uh, bomani jones posted on here that the clip of me and him on the evening jones um let's see oh somebody posted a link to an article about some brothers fighting with machetes oh mm, no thank you <laughs> uh, we had some comments on episode 250 cheating gets you in hot water um Lenise says, see Showtime's first episode of the series. It's on demand. Gigolos, check out what that husband and wife do. I have not Uh-oh. seen that show. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll check it out today or something. Uh, Leonard says, looking forward to this one. Ah! See a pot of boiling water. Y'all know something went down, huh? Yeah. Giovanni posted, Hey Rod and Karen, I'm listening to the episode and it's a great one. I enjoyed the stripper story. Two things real quick. <laughs> one, the story about the mom who had, who got beaten. Oh man, that wouldn't have happened in my family either. First off, even though my name is Italian, I'm Mexican slash Puerto Rican. <laughs> Mother is Mexican and she can handle herself. Then there's my father who has no problem using the belt on me. Then there's my mother's three brothers. It wouldn't have been pretty. Nope. Yeah, man, I never, yeah, man, you would get fucked up. Like, they would be, they would be farming out those ass whoopings to people in the neighborhood. What? Would you like a punch? <laughs> Five dollars a punch. You want one too? Now, the second thing is about the story with the burned down house. I remember this happening about a year ago. I saw it in the news articles and even Dark Hater talked about it. This was one of the times I strongly disagreed with Dark Hater. He felt they should have just paid for it. Granted, yes, they should have. But the taxpayer's money is what pays the fire department and the police department. As Karen said, they drove out there, just put it out. Honestly, me personally... I would not be able to stand there and allow that to happen. I try to do something. Well, much love for both of you. Keep up the good work. You two truly entertain my week. 
Um, thank you. Thank you. And yet, I, the story basically he's talking about is these people didn't pay a $75 annual fee to the fire department. Um, and because of that, they have a very strict tolerance, po- uh, zero tolerance policy that they will let your house burn to the fucking ground if you do not pay that $75. They will even drive out to your house, watch your shit burn to the ground, and then put the water, put the fire out after your shit is burned to the ground so it doesn't get on your neighbors who did pay the $75. Uh, and the thing I have to say about that, I forgot to bring this up, but this is like libertarian politics in work at work. Yes, it is. Uh, this is what happens when you privatize something that should be a public um, uh, entity. Entity, yeah. yes. And um, this is the Ron Paul shit that I'm talking about, and this is why I can't fuck with Ron Paul because at the end of the day, people ain't shit, and they will let your house burn down because they didn't get that seventy five dollar payment, and that's some bullshit in my opinion. Just bill them. Yeah, put either include the shit in just normal ass taxes. taxes yes, or just don't fucking uh, but or, or or just do the shit, but don't be fucking out here trying to privatize a fucking public institution like the fucking fire department what's next you gonna privatize the fucking uh ambulance you know oh man you should have paid that ambulance fee 250 a year if you don't pay that 250 a year whether you use it or not we're gonna let you die we're gonna let you die like that's stupid as shit man some services are public services and they should be remain as such and it's you know and and i know it's easy to say shit like well just move but yeah, it's fucking stupid. Yes. Brent Harper says, Rod and Karen, what up? Rod, I done listened to the Five Starter podcast you appeared on twice. That's some good comedy, young. I look forward to you <laughs> and Karen returning the favor. Keep up the good ratchetness. Also, watch out if you meet them dudes. One of them is a sword owner. Mm, I didn't know that. Thank you for the warning. Leonard says, Rod, what's your opinion on the NBA blocking the Chris Paul trade? It's Friday afternoon right now, and things could change between now and, and when you guys read this. But as of now, um, but, it's, but it is blocked as of now. What do you think of the situation? Karen, share your thoughts as well, please. Thanks. Um, well, Karen was sharing her thoughts all, all, <laughs> all over night. Twitter last night. She was mad as shit, dog. I was. Um, so what he's talking about is Chris Paul uh, had a trade that was agreed to where he would go to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers would lose like Paul Gasol, Lamar Odom, and uh, I forget who else or what else they were going to lose. And then uh, New Orleans, who was going to lose Chris Paul at the end of the year regardless because he said he's not re-signing with his old team, right? Now, if he doesn't re-sign, they don't gain anything back talent-wise. But with the, but and then, and this and this is a complex thing because one thing people never mention: if you don't, if Chris Paul doesn't re-sign, one thing New Orleans does gain is some cap relief and some salary and the ability to go find new players if they want to spend that money um and i think technically with the new agreement you have to go spend that kind of money like they wouldn't be able to sit on that money um but what they normally do in this situation when a player's not going to resign and he's really good you trade them and you trade them and you try to get talent onto your roster because you don't want to have to rebuild from the ground up and lose out on on this commodity that you had for a year and didn't do anything with so uh they traded him to the lakers they were gonna get like luis scola they were gonna get um uh i think kevin martin uh lamar odom you know some talented players um that would help them you know were they as good as chris paul of course not um and they were also supposed to get some draft picks and stuff so you know they were they were looking to get some stuff that you know would help um but david stern and his infinite wisdom 
decided and this and now this is and this is what he says right he decided fuck it i'm not going to uh allow this trade um there was all kinds of speculation going on last uh well two nights ago there were people who were saying well no it's not david stern this just shows that the owners are leading david stern around and he's this that and other um but david stern stepped in front of this and said this is all on me i'm the one who decided that this cannot happen um it's not fair and then uh a letter surfaced uh email from dan gilbert who was also shitting on the trade and said it shouldn't happen, but apparently this happened after David Stern had already vetoed the trade. Now, you know, put up to your own discretion if you want really believe that they hadn't talked on the phone or anything else before this email was sent, whatever. Um, but the point being, David Stern stepped out in front of this to block it, and the onus is on him. Um, so, yeah, you know, fuck David Stern, basically. Well, you know, what else can we say? Um... But, uh, yeah, Karen, what do you think about it? I was very, very, very angry. Um, the biggest reason why <clears throat> I'm angry is because even though the people in the NBA make a lot more money, they are employees, and the NBA is an employer. And you would be pissed if you decided to go to another job and all your paperwork is in a row. And your current employer says, you know what? Nah, you, you can't go. Why not? Because I said so. Why not? You don't have a logical, strategical reason. And you're not going to pay me no more. And I don't want to stay here. And they just go, fuck that. You got to stay. Most people would fucking go off. And in my mind, this is what happened. Um, I think the biggest problem I have is that if somebody would have owned the Hornets, he could have never did this. Right. This was a power move. A strictly Fuck you players, a power move. I think David Stern was very, very upset about LeBron James. I think that it put a sour taste in people's mouths. And the thing that really upsets me and the thing that pisses me off about David Stern, fuck the people that I don't like the NBA and not coming back, period. I really feel like that. If you don't like it, cool. But don't fucking complain about how all these players make all this money and all this shit. It gets on my nerves. Um, because you're never going to come back, so he shouldn't be catering to you. And it's one of those, we doing it for the fans. No, you're doing it for the people that don't care about your sport. I care. I love the sport. I think you... um. I think with this move, he did some damage. I was getting excited. I was like, oh, shit, the Lakers going to be the bomb. You know, and, 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 it, and it started a buzz. People were talking. People were getting excited. You know, everybody talks about, you know, LeBron trade. I mean, I mean, LeBron going to the heat and all that stuff. But this year, the NBA had the highest ratings in years. This year, yeah, the NBA. Yeah, the most revenue. Yes. And so people want to see superstars go to big teams regardless of what the little markets say people want to see this it's reality whether you accept this or not and 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 i think that's the thing that really really made me mad was the fact that you block something for no reason because if they turn around and tweak it a little bit this trade can still go through and for what rumors have it it still may go through but yet you let dwight howard still go somewhere and i and and, and the thing is that i want to see but, but technically, he can't block any other trade that's going on. And I think that's what makes me mad. I don't think I think he's just trying to flex his muscles temporarily. But it ain't gonna make a difference because you talking about you're doing it for the team. You're not because he's not coming back, and they're not gonna get shit for him. Yeah. Um, the other things I would throw out there. First of all, 
this is why I told the lockout was really making fans look like suckers. Like, yes, they didn't fix anything. Like they kept talking about, well, the competitive balance and these players leaving teams. We're going to stop that. First of all, you can't take out the competitive advantage of living in Los Angeles, New York, Miami, Chicago. Like there's some places where motherfuckers want to live in real life that's right it's not even a fucking it's not even a yeah man it's just an nba player big market thing no like motherfucker you like there's motherfuckers i know that are my friends that have moved from ohio to charlotte north carolina because it's better here like you can't just take that out no matter how much money a person makes also there's a certain amount of money where people make where the goal in life and this you know i'm one of these people too is to get fuck you money that is my goal. Enough money to say no to shit I don't want to do. That should be everybody's goal in life. So you want to get, you know, and I don't know what that amount is for everybody, yes. but you need enough money. And the NBA players have made that a lot of times yep. where they can say, you know what, man, fuck you. I don't want to be in New Orleans no more. I've done my job. I played out my contract. I would like to go to one of these three teams if you want to help me out. If not, I wait till I'm a free agent and do the shit myself. And they go, well, you're leaving $30 million on the table. I've made enough money to say fuck that $30 million. You know, and people talk about the money. Some of these players are leaving money on the table because they're like, fuck that. I want to go. This is my decision. And they want to win, too. And that's right. Who, who wants to be stuck in these fucking terrible cities? I hate to be like this and not win a ring, especially if you have a competitive nature like Chris Paul. He wants to win. Yeah. And you have a limited amount of time to do this. And people get into that, you know, oh, Lord, and all that. It's some bullshit, right? Because the teams can make a trade without you, without your, uh, without consulting you if they feel like it. But yet when it's your decision, all of a sudden it's a problem. Yeah, and also, man, there's jealousy from these a lot of these fans. They buy into the jealousy. He shouldn't even be making that money and shit like that. That keeps them blinded from the simple fact that this is his fucking right to do what he wants to do. That's now, right. the team does not have to help him, but he can say, I'm not going to resign with someone else. I'm just going to be like, fuck it. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and it's not it's not his obligation to help the fucking city out. He could have just said, I'm not going to talk about it like LeBron James and just fucking dipped. Yeah. But he's actually working with his team to be like, look, dog, if y'all want to get something from me, here's what y'all can do. Because any other shit, I'm just going to not yeah. resign with them. Yeah, there's no reason for them to waste you know, to waste their time and go on. And I understand, you know, they got the smaller markets and things like that. And I understand. But no one gives a fuck about I don't and, even. And, that, and that's the thing. We're in a smaller market. Yes. I don't give a fuck. sucks. And I love the Bobcats. Yeah, but, right. I don't, but I don't give a fuck. The nope. NBA has never been about smaller markets being good. Nope. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. There's been a couple that have managed to get lucky. Yes. Like San Antonio when they had the number one draft pick and also the current number one center who got injured during the lockout season. They were able to get the number one pick and have basically two number one but, but big that, men but, but on the same rarity. roster. Most of the time people don't care. And yeah. the thing about it, as much as people say that they don't want to, to see the big teams, what when you have the highest ratings, when you have the Lakers, when you have um, the Knicks, mm-hmm. when you have Chicago, when you have like the larger, larger markets, that's where you're, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's not even just that rating stuff because it's really honestly, the, 
basketball has never been the way that people think it is no like people try to promote this nfl model of basketball Mm -mm. that's never been what basketball has been and it's not gonna it's not what i want to see me the nfl is about making people into a bunch of like a bunch of mediocre teams the goal of the nfl would be for every team to go eight and eight now there's some teams that have managed to rise above they get certain players they get certain um you know certain you know certain different um schemes when it comes to how we're gonna cut our players and manage our players and stuff like that and also the average career in the nfl is much shorter because it's a much injury prone sport like the odds of you making it in the nba and only and going out like brandon roy is very rare where where guys retiring in the peak of his uh career. career in the nfl that shit happens a lot you know what i mean there's like there's running backs who you know will lead the league in rushing and they'll be like oh he had that he had 300 rushes last year he, there's no way he'll be healthy next year like that's just a like a, a fact of life in the nfl that's right in the nba it's basically been the top feeding on the bottom and it's been that way and people that are mad well why did you love the 72 win bulls so much yeah why did you like why did you enjoy the the lakers when they won 70 games why did you enjoy the fact that kobe and shaq combined to win like uh three rings out of like four or five years like why did why are you enjoying the nba at this time but now when they're trying to do it you're trying to turn it into the nfl i don't think that'll ever work no and then not only that and this is the way i feel people a lot of people were never fans of the NBA. They were fans of players. Yeah, they're fans of Michael Jordan. That's right, because when he retired, a lot of people just quit fucking watching the sport. Why? Because you would, you never loved the NBA. You just liked the glitz and the glamour of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was the best at the time, and I feel the same way about Kobe Bryant. Whether you like him or hate him, at the time, even though he's his client, he's the best. How can you say the NBA was better with Michael Jordan and not as good now with Kobe Bryant? They're two separate people, but they're both superstars, and they both draw fans. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and also the other thing I would throw out there too, a lot, a lot of fans are. There's look, there's a group of fans that aren't coming back to the NBA. I've been saying that shit for years. Um, in the '90s when the Knicks were reigning over in it, playing that ugly ass basketball, and I admit that was some ugly ass basketball. Yes. Um, that era where the Heat and the Knicks were dominating by beating the shit out of people and hand checking and, and whatever. Yeah, boring now, to watch. Now personally. I love basketball, so I watched it and had a good yes. time. But I will admit, that is not the most aesthetically pleasing basketball no, I've seen. No, it's not. And but, it's the same thing with the Spurs. But when I watched fans on our local sports radio and even nationally start calling in, calling guys thugs, calling yeah. guys. Like, there were certain keywords where I was like, hmm, now... This dude is not a fucking thug. Like, you know, Patrick Ewan may be an ugly-ass dude. Yes. But he's not a thug. No. He's not a criminal he's you know when you hear people call guys criminals and stuff like that there's a little on the undertone of i don't like these new niggas yes and, <laughs> and that's what it, and i think and i think that the thing that makes me upset about about that whole concept is that they call them thugs they call them um you know they don't like the tattoos they don't like the right. rolls or whatever the case may be the hip-hop music but this is but the problem i have with this is that football which is more popular than basketball more people on average get arrested and go to jail than people in the nba so yeah. statistically these are not thugs most people have very clean records well they also have uh the nfl has helmets it's all about fit in yeah. line you know whatnot and right you can't see their faces right the nba you the players are your league so, yes they like, which are is, which is also another funny thing about this lockout you go through this uh, this huge lockout. You vilify your players. And, you, know, you know you basically play against play into a lot of the uh, racial stereotypes against these guys. And then 
the league starts back and you're like, okay, uh, Kobe, LeBron, um, I'm gonna need you guys to get out there and sell this league again, cause, um, owners can't sell the league. No. Like, there's not gonna be a Dan Gilbert tour that's gonna get people to start watching the NBA again. But you can get some LeBron James and, and Derrick Rose commercials and things like that that will make people come back. So it's always funny to watch them play that public relations game where, you know, we need to break these spoiled and title players. Uh, Kobe, um, yeah, I'm gonna need you to go out here and uh, do some charity work cause yes, because we fucked up. That's and, and my <laughs> thing is this: the players are the league, and the league act like they created these players and found these players. Without the players, nobody makes no money. So what right. about that? Don't people understand that the players decided fuck y'all? Ain't nobody coming. I don't want to watch a bunch of college and amateur people play. I want right. to watch professionals. Yeah, the other thing too, uh, I throw out there. Um, when people talk about back in the day in the NBA, they glorify it because t- basically we didn't have enough access to NBA basketball back in the day. Mm-mm. Or maybe we had, or maybe we had just the right amount. Maybe yes. that's what it is. And maybe now we have too much, too much access. Yeah, you didn't have to leave. You know, cash. for a fan like me, I don't care. I love that the NBA is expanding. I love me watching too. the fucking uh, Milwaukee Bucks play the uh, <laughs> play the Golden State Warriors at ten thirty at night on a fucking Tuesday. I love that. If shit. I'm up, I watch it most of right. the time. But but there's a lot of fans who we never got to see these games. No, most, before league passed, before cable television, what most of us grew up watching was Sunday afternoon for, uh, basketball. basketball. And we would watch that shit on NBC. And there was about six teams in the rotation that were allowed to play. Every week. It would be like Chicago Bulls, Boston Celtics, Lakers, uh, Los Angeles Lakers, New York. Uh, New York Knicks. So there's certain people that we just never got to see. There was never a, hey, why don't we pull out the, um, you know, uh, the Bucks versus the Washington Bullets on a fucking Sunday. Because they were like, this is not an exhibition of the type of NBA talent we would like to use to promote people watching yeah. the sport. So, people- so now we get... Now we have access to these uh, matchups where we're going to see the Denver Nuggets play the Clippers on a Wednesday night. We have those that, those yes. opportunities. So people in their mind think that the quality of basketball is falling when actually no. the the quality has risen. I think it has. As, as someone who was a Charlotte uh, Charlotte Hornets uh, ticket holder back in the day, yes, sir. I've seen the bad matchups with my own I eyes. Have to. I've seen the shit that doesn't come on TV. Everyone who lives in a local NBA market where they're able to watch games, you've seen those games where you're like, oh my god. The Knicks and the Nets suck. You yes, had that, yes. you had that realization, but the rest of the country didn't really get this realization until these games were actually put on TV, TV. for us to review nationally with the rise of ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN12, NBA TV, <laughs> TNT, you know, T, like uh, there's all these That's other access, right. all this other access to bad games we never had before. So our general opinion of the NBA has dropped to tremendously to, hey, the NBA is bad. You know what I mean? That's how. That's where a lot of people were at. So they they fell out of love because look, Michael Jordan's gone. Yep. Now I'm getting to see uh that Blake Griffin only has two other good people on his team. I love me and, some Blake Griffin. Though. And now I hate the fucking NBA, right? Well, that's fine. I, and and I, and I understand those people. But David Stern. Yes, you, the you, commissioner of the you, league. You can't get these people back. The people that don't like cornrows and tattoos, they're not coming back because you put a fucking uh polo on top of Allen Iverson. Nope. They just don't like a nigga like Allen Iverson. Nope. And they don't know anyone that looks like Allen Iverson. They don't want to know anyone that looks like Allen Iverson. And they damn sure don't want to root for Allen Iverson as he gets paid more money than they will ever see in their life within the span of about a month. That's right. So you like so when he does these certain moves 
like this PR move, this blocking the trade, this latest move, this is a move completely designed to position him as this Roger Goodell like authority figure of, yeah, I blocked that shit because these players ain't going to tell us what to do. Meanwhile, there's nothing in these contracts, nothing in the collective bargaining agreement that they actually did to take the power out of their players' hands. Nope. So this is all about public relations because nothing of substance has changed. Chris Paul is still in the driver's seat with his career. Yep. And there's nothing they can do that can stop him from just going, fine, I'll play out my year and then I'll go to L.A. I don't care. I'll go wherever I want to go. Yes, I will not sign go- a long-term deal with a team that I do not want to go to. Yeah. You can trade me, but then they're stuck with me. I don't give a fuck. You I'm know? out. And and the thing about it that, that like I said, the thing about it really pissed me off is that it was just a power move and, yeah. and and it upsets me because David Stern had did a decent job and I tweeted about this from promoting a predominantly black sport where people don't have helmets on and people are not hid behind a shield to a majority uh, white America. And that's a very, very hard task to do. Yeah, he did. Initially, he started out as promoting stars in a very great way. Um, he did something they hadn't done before. And, and actually, you know, some people disparage him for that. I think it was smart at the time because they needed to do that. They yes. were coming off of uh, drugs uh, being one of the major things that turned people off from the game. Mm-hmm. They were They were coming off violence uh, in the sport happening yep. and one thing people don't want to see is black dudes welling off on white dudes on national TV yes. so there was you know there were certain things that I was like you know you had to do what you had to do but he never adapted after that he tried to go all the way into the hip hop genre and a lot of people rejected rejected that and now he's trying to distance himself from that um, the other thing I saw Brent say this in the chat he says he feels the game is more entertaining because of the athleticism but the fundamentals of slack um, that is ap- that I don't agree with that Here's the thing. Back in the day, you would have guys who were in the league that weren't that athletic, but they were good at certain skills. Yes. And I respect that. Like, uh, like I, I, there's a guys out like Jeff Malone could not play in today's NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Hornacek could not play in today's NBA. Nope. There's just certain guys where you're like, yeah, your, your skill set for a six two guy that can only shoot is done. And, uh, you know, a lot of that has to be put on the shoulders of Michael Jordan, who was like the first real legit 6'6 shooting guard who yes. could lock your ass up and then drop 40 on your ass, too, on the other end. And things had to change in the NBA. Now, the reason I say that, that I don't believe in the whole fundamentals of slack, that with the rise of AAU and the monetization of college athletics um, yeah. to an even higher extent than it was back in the day, do you really think? That these kids that start playing AAE ball where they're traveling to different states at twelve and thirteen at fucking ten years old yes. are not fundamentally sound like that to me that is ridiculous. Like we have not to mention the international expansion of the game. Yes, we have seen people that never would have touched the basketball get the opportunity to touch the basketball, and then the NBA calls the best of the best into this fucking league that has had more exposure than ever before. It is better than it ever has been. Five years from now, it'll be better than it ever will be. Like, that's just how it is. Yet Last year was the most talented I've ever seen the NBA. Yes, and I was excited. Yeah, and it's going to be that way. I mean, like I said, and, it's, and it just, but the problem is we see it all now. So, yeah. so before we only saw the top five percent of so the all basketball. Illusion that everybody was great. Yeah, everybody was great. Like, oh, the Lakers playing the Rockets again. 
Yeah, everybody's yeah, great. You didn't see the Bobcats in the heat back in the day. Right. Just to get on TV back in the day, you needed to have else. a minimum of like two good seasons. <laughs> yes. Like you needed like Shaq and Penny to ball hard for one season, go to the playoffs, and then it was like, okay, we'll put the magic on every other Sunday. That's how it had to happen. Yes, sir. Now motherfuckers just get on there because it's like, yo, we got to show 27 games this week. Uh, Bobcats versus Grizzlies? Yeah, fuck it. Like that's how it goes now. It's different. All right, we've talked about that shit now. Um, oh, wait, no, we haven't. I forgot one more thing. Uh-oh. Dan Gilbert's email to David Stern. And this is another reason I'm like, fans, y- y'all getting played. I- I've always said the-, the the issue was not between players and the owners. It was between owners that were in big markets and owners that were in small markets. Yes. And that was the entire crux of the lockout. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about getting the players to break mm-hmm. and change. Nothing fundamentally changed with the players' deals. If you guys look at what they did, they didn't actually get. They didn't. They didn't give them non guaranteed deals. They didn't give them. Um. You know. They didn't. They didn't shorten the contracts by exorbitant amounts. Like they pretty much were like, give us some of our money back. But what our real problem is is revenue sharing, and we want more Amongst revenue. Each other. <laughs> right. We want more revenue. We want a higher luxury tax. Um. Teams like L.A., New York, and, uh, you know, Boston, people that are over the cap. And we want to take that money and give it to the poor teams who lose money in their markets. That was the entire crux of this of this argument. But because the owners had a gag order where they could not talk to the press, they like, and a couple of them still did, and they got fined $500,000, half a million dollars. Why would you find someone half a million dollars if not to say, shut the fuck up, we need to keep this part in-house? Yes, so, sir. So Dan Gilbert sent an email about this Lakers trade. He says, Commissioner, it would be a travesty to allow the Lakers to acquire Chris Paul in the apparent trade being discussed. This trade should go to a vote of the 29 owners of the Hornets. Now, um, because the league actually uh, had to buy the Hornets from Davis, uh, not Davis, from George Shin. Um, the league owns the Hornets basically, and they get they and and this and even though they've empowered the GM to go out and seek a deal to trade Chris Paul, he was pissed. Yeah, he almost resigned. Um, to go, they they empowered him. They said just operate like it's a normal team. We're not going to interrupt you. And he goes out, gets the best deal he can find, gets talent, just giving back to him. Uh, I think he even got a couple draft picks. Mm-hmm. And they decide, nah, nah, homie, um, that ain't good enough for us because it helps the Lakers too much. So, um, according to Dan Gilbert, he says, over the next three seasons, this deal would save the Lakers approximately $20 million in salaries and approximately $21 million in luxury taxes. That $21 million goes to non-taxpaying teams and to fund revenue sharing. Now, I want you guys to think about this. This team, this trade makes the Rockets, uh, the Rockets actually get a little, uh, Get rid of uh, a couple of players that get that they said to uh, New Orleans that get talent, right? The so the Hornets get talent. They even though they're losing Chris Paul, they don't just get back nothing. The Lakers save money, which is supposed to be the problem in the NBA. The haves and the haves nots. These Lakers they'll just go spend however much money they need, and my team will suck in my little market. Well, surprise, surprise, motherfucker. The small market teams like that shit. They want that revenue. They need the Lakers over the cap. Yes. They need the Knicks over the cap. They this is the the crux of this dude's argument is but 
but this will help them save money and it's a smart move and dan gilbert is one of those people that is probably like wait i didn't know you could do that when i had lebron i just kept building around him by spending more money and getting veterans yes. and, and fucking up my salary cap you can be cap responsible and win god damn it why didn't anyone tell me so um yeah, so basically his argument is that, hey, they're not, cause the, the luxury tax is when you're over the salary cap, you get penalized. Now they've made the luxury cap even more, the luxury tax even more restrictive in the next few years. It's gonna hit you even harder to be over that cap. Which just means Lakers have to share more money with these other teams. Mm-hmm. So as the Lakers try to get from under there, basically Dan Gilbert's like this isn't the way I envision it I envision you either have to give up talented players and start losing or 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 you have to keep paying this luxury tax and keep winning that's what he wants that's what he's like because he's like I'm not going to lose money because I'm doing a bad job you know (laughs) like I should yeah and being being accountable and my thing is this He's only fucking complaining because he doesn't own the Lakers. Like, if yeah. he owned the Lakers and they was getting Chris Paul, we wouldn't hear a peep out of him. And, that, and that's the exactly. thing I don't understand. Like you say, he he looks at players as a book, like an object. I own this book. I own you. And he wants everybody to have that same mentality as we own these players. You don't own shit. Yeah, and then also they're trying to take out the competitive advantage of Los Angeles. Like, you can't stop. Like, listen, dog, I feel you. But listen, don't nobody want to come to Cleveland. No. Sorry, Dan. There's people on my that follow us on Twitter. There's people that are fans of our show. Even them motherfuckers is like, yeah, but I get it. Yeah, we, we and, and we Cleveland had, sucks. We've had friends in real life to come from Ohio here. Yeah, nobody wants to go to Cleveland, oh. dog. And so they're not gonna take less money. They're not. You're not gonna get that salary cap relief. You're gonna overpay for every player, and you can't make L. A. overpay for players just cause you mad. Uh, it says I cannot. Right. He says I cannot remember ever seeing a trade where a team got by far the best player in the trade and saved over forty million dollars in the process. Right. So you should be clapping for him. That's how I feel. That's that's what you should strive to do. And it doesn't appear that they would give up any draft picks, which might allow a later trade, the, the which might allow them to later make a trade for Dwight Howard. So he's meet people in there too, like, and, uh, and then they might get Dwight Howard. And they still the fuck, might get him. Fuck, they got to do with you, homeboy. That's right. They would also get a large trade exception that would help their them improve their team and or eventually trade for Howard. When the Lakers got Paul Gasol at the time considered an extremely lopsided trade, which actually did not turn out to be a lopsided trade, but whatever, they took out tens of millions in additional salary and luxury tax, and they gave up uh, a number of prospects, one in Mark Gasol, who became a max salary player. Well, right there, that kind of goes against your argument that it was extremely lopsided because Mark Gasol about to make guap as a legit NBA center, so... Yeah. Anyway, I just don't see how we can allow this trade to happen. I know the vast majority of owners feel the same way I do. And here's the thing. Some people are like, yeah, because of the principle. No, mm-hmm. they would feel that way because the good teams feel that way because they don't want L.A. to be competitive. The bad teams feel that way because they want this fucking revenue sharing. They're all petty reasons. You know, they they would feel this way if if uh if George Shin still owned the Hornets. They would feel this way about the trade, but they wouldn't be able to do shit. So no, you should not give into that. You should be like, yeah, well fuck y'all. Y'all go make you some good trades and shut the fuck up. That's right. And and I guess for me the problem that I have is that you mean to tell me I didn't get no NBA for fucking months. 
because y'all fucking squabbling about money. This had shit to do with the players. This was the yeah. owners. It said, yeah, Bob Ryan's out there on TV every day promoting the, the players had the most best contracts and they need to, well, look, it seems like the owners are the ones that are bitching right now. Yes. Um, it says, when will we just change the name of 25 of the 30 teams to the Washington Generals? Please advise. Here's the problem. 25 of the 30 teams have always been the Washington fucking Generals, Dan. Mm-hmm. When it, like, what is this model that these people believe in? Like, when have you ever been like, hey, man, the Bucks could win it all this year? No! Never fucking ever, no. ever, never. I love the Bobcats, and if they make it to the playoffs, I'm like, woohoo! I know they ain't gonna win shit, though. Yeah, man. They need to, like, God damn it. I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> Dan Gilbert is the worst, man. Yes, he is. He's like, like, I just picture him listening to Drake, writing these letters. Like, I, I guarantee these letters have tears on them and shit. <laughs> shit he wrote to LeBron was all bitch made too and people just got on his side because everybody was mad at LeBron but in hindsight that is some fucking unprofessional shit to do bruh yes it is you're a fucking you're, you represent an ownership of a team and you out here writing angry letters like it's an ex-girlfriend man the yes, fuck up Dan yes god man I swear rich yes. people let's go to the polls alright so we're gonna yeah, do the polls okay. yeah that's fine thank that's you fine. we need to get off of that shit anyway we stayed on that way too much <laughs> Way longer than I like, hey, is this a regular podcast? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I thought we were doing feedback. These motherfuckers on here. Um, all right. So we had the poll for the episode uh, 46 minutes. And the question was, has the Tebow hate gone too far? This is a very close poll. Yes. The hate has gone too far. 48%. No. 52%. Ooh. So I am still in the minority. Back. I'm still in the minority. I still am the only one that thinks the hate has gone too far. Um, let's see. Basin, well, then again, you know what it is. I'm also an asshole that roots for Tebow very loudly. So obviously the hate. Yes, I love I'm gonna, some Tebow. I'm going to see the majority of the people like shut the fuck up. He ain't good. <laughs> but that's what <laughs> makes it so good. That's why, that's why it's good. Because he's not good. If he was good, the shit wouldn't be good. Nope. You don't see me getting crazy about Aaron Rodgers. I just go, mm, team occupy end zone. They're protesting the NFL. <laughs> Isaiah says, based on the, basing on the comments I've heard from people that hate towards Tebow, it's usually just unexplained, unreasonable hate. Um, I understand that he isn't a great passer, but I never hear that being the main reason why people dislike Tebow. It's always about his religion, the way he throws, and for some re, and for some, I guess, a little bit of racism. Um, now I will admit that, that, yeah, there's some people that, like, I don't really fuck with the people that bring up just his religion Mm-mm. as, cause, cause, I mean, it's funny. Yes, it is. But, <laughs> but, yes, but that's not, is. that's not why he's winning or losing. Mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious to talk about, uh, <laughs> personally. But then there's some people that really go in on, on his religion. I'm like, well, you would feel that way about any, anybody, any religious that's person. That's right. Like, don't let him be the guy that makes you hate religion. You should already hate it if you hate it. Cause there's Kurt Warner was a player. You know what I mean? Um, the way he throws, I can see why some people would hate that. Some people hate Vince Young for the way he throws. Yes. And for some, I guess a little bit of racism, which is my favorite reason to hate Tim Tebow, <laughs> is the people that were just mad because black quarterbacks never got that pass. That's they just, true. They just mad as shit, man. Sunday, I was at the YMCA, and uh, I couldn't watch the game, but I had my phone on, so I was you know, getting alerts. And uh, let's just say it was a very divided crowd when I started giving <laughs> out high fives. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> white people was hype black people was mad they was, looking, they was looking at me like i was herman cain like nigga you sold out over there chest bumping with them white folks you went to their side and i was like i don't know it's funner over here it's fun it's more fun to root for the unreasonable than to be a reasonable person all the goddamn time yes um Isaiah also said, I kind of hope he, I kind of hope he wins, but win or lose, people are going to point out reasons why the other team is bad and Tebow is just being glorified. He does what he needs to do to win. And yeah, that happens a lot too. When he wins, it's always the other team's fault. Like it's, <laughs> yes, like it's it, not the fact, it's not the fact that his team stepped up to the plate. <laughs> it's not the fact that he barely turns over. Yes, he's a terrible quarterback, yeah. <laughs> but they need him to do just enough where he don't fuck it up for the defense. And, and I, he's doing his job. And I love it. I don't know why people don't love this. Yes, he has. This is awesome. This yes. is one of the best things that will ever happen he'll, in our lifetime. He'll have terrible statistics. He'd be like, two of ten with you know yeah. 18 yards but they'll still fuck around and win with all field goals and, be like, and, what the fuck is going on with and, this game at some point <laughs> Tim Tebow is going to lose and you guys will, I hope you realize that will not be nearly as fun no. as him improbably winning every Sunday I don't know why you guys no. are on the other side of and this you know what? And to make this it, is fun as shit and to make these people mad he, and you know what yeah, last week he was like the, the head of the division I hope they fucking make it to the playoffs just yeah. a few these people yeah <laughs> make it to the playoffs i know it can never happen but if tim tebow won a super bowl i might die that would be epic. like i might implode yes. i like i'm like i'll be rushing to get my iphone to go tweet about it and i'll just spontaneously combust <laughs> he, i'm like god damn he was too excited <laughs> if he makes it to the super bowl i hope when they do the recaps you know how they're like i hope they do like that the whole time when they do his clips because that's all it is Oh God! <laughs> oh, that'd be epic. Like I was honestly, if he made it to the Super Bowl, I don't know what would be more fun. I would him, have a- him going there and completely tanking and playing terrible, and people being mad as shit uh-huh. the other way, or him winning and people being mad as shit because it's just like the worst quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl. Uh, if he makes it, I would go fucking get a Tim Tebow jersey. Oh God! I would please get let, a Tim Tebow. Please jersey. let that happen. Yes, I would um, love that. <laughs> Uh, like that would be better than watching Herman Cain get to debate Obama. Yes. Like, those, <laughs> like those, since Herman can't cook, I let Tebow cook. The things, the things I root for. Yes. Um. The more Corbin says, the more Tebow wins, the more I praise him. I don't care that he hasn't beaten a really good team and won't get a chance to for a while, since they are going to smash my sad sack Bears next week. Um. You know, the other thing too is like you beat who's put in front of you, but also. I, lo- I notice how teams become not good the second Tim Tebow beats them. Because <laughs> motherfuckers thought the Jets was kind of good until Tim Tebow beat them. Same like, thing. Yeah, like the- shit now. Yeah, it was like, you know what it is? The Raiders are on the come up, man. They got that running game and oh, they mm-hmm. lost to Tebow? Yeah, they suck. Like, <laughs> I was already I- terrible. I see you niggas when, uh, when, <laughs> when Philip Rivers, Rivers was out there balling last week. Yes. The Chargers, hey, you know, the Chargers might be able to get back in this thing. When they was playing Tim Tebow and them, it was the Chargers suck anyway. <laughs> Anyway, um, so it says, but people talk about how hard it is to win a game in the NFL, then devalue what he's doing to talk about how it looks bad. These people are like the folks who that will get leave a good man or woman because they don't have a good job and look like an underwear model and think that they won. And you know what? The the thing uh, back on Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. the coach of uh, Denver, this is the same thing he did when he was in Carolina. I don't know why. A lot of yeah, this don't is what John this. Fox wet dream is. Yes, this like is how- John 
John Fox. On. This is how they made it to the Super Bowl with Jake yeah. Long. Like it's sad that John Fox had to have these things conspire to get him to finally do this. Mm-hmm. But this is what John this Fox. Is his style. Like if John Fox could run that fucking um, Wildcat, he would do that. Yes. Like John Fox hates throwing. He does. He's been scarred by dudes that throw, like Jake DeLome and Matt Moore and shit like that. And he 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 would love to run every fucking time. He loves conservative play calling. He loves good defense. He just never really had circumstances conspire to let him do this. This is why I said they might fuck around and win some more games. They might, man. He got the right coach to do this bullshit. Um, and also, a lot of black quarterbacks need to be watching this shit, hoping that they get the same type of support from their um, from their coaching staff when they get a chance. Because there's a lot of people that have been was like, oh, athletic. Tim but Tebow can do this? Yeah, there's been a lot of people who are athletic but inaccurate who would love the fucking chance, right? That's true. Um, I think the Tebow hate has gone too far because it usually issues. Uh, it is usually issues people have. Oh, this is from Keith. People seem to have with themselves and not Tebow. If you feel he is overly religious and you are not, then that is just where you and Tebow disagree and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found myself hating on Tebow because I felt like he was getting the hype in the past that the media uh, never gave black unconventional quarterbacks. Um, that's not Tebow's fault. And it's good that he is showing that a different type of quarterback can work. Uh, Isaiah said, I wish there were sartalics. So he wants that, sart- uh, that sarcasm from um yeah and uh, like i said man it's just some fun shit to root for i saw this shit coming a long time ago it was like i could be mad or i could be laughing and you know what i chose i don't like real emotions no uh we also had another sports related poll who's right deshaun jackson the eagles not matt forte talking about (laughs) talking about holdouts uh who's right 36% 36% of people think Deshaun Jackson is right because uh, in the NFL uh, network did some bullshit to Deshaun Jackson, which yes, I think baby. they could do to any wide receiver in the NFL. If you put the camera on them every play, you will find three or four plays where they weren't going 100% because the play is not going to them. It's basically a character assassination camera. Um, and you either choose to air that footage or you don't. Normally they don't air it, but certain guys, uh, you know, um, there's, uh, there was, um, Randy Moss got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when he was with the Patriots and they were winning, that camera seemed to, to break. The Randy Moss camera just completely uh-huh. did not Went work. As soon as they started losing the next year, the Randy Moss camera came back. So I get it. I know how it is. Um, <clears throat> so who was right? Deshaun Jackson. 36% of people think he's right uh, in not going out there and giving 100% or and that he does need more money and that they are wrong for not paying him. 8% of people think the Eagles are right. Get out there, you play hard, and uh, we'll pay you if we feel like paying you. You broke bitch. Now watch us give this money to this defense ah. that sucks. Where you at, Namdi? I see you out here getting burnt. Here's a couple more million. Um, <laughs> and not Matt Forte got the overwhelming majority with 56 yes, percent of the vote. Um, because Matt Forte like almost tore his uh his uh knee ligament mm-hmm. last week. Um, making 600k for the season. And everyone knows that that ain't the right move. <laughs> it's funny how we can all agree. Like, well, that Deshaun Jackson ain't necessarily right, but. 
We know Matt Forte wrong for coming to work for that little bit of money. Yes, sir. Risking that knee ligament. I don't not know. I'm like, work. fuck you. You don't pay me. I ain't coming to work. Man, if I was an NBA, if I was an NFL player, I see Brandon Roy retiring and I just go, oop, I can't play next week until I get paid. Even Drew Brees out there on that no, that no contract shit. Um, I don't blame him. Corbin Mackler says, voting before listening as always. Fucking up my scientific. <laughs> fucking up my scientific. Yeah, fucking up my scientific method. Uh, I voted for Matt Forte because he hurt his knee yesterday while being stupid, underpaid, and underrated, which is kind of Deshaun's point, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. right. Actually, if you voted not Matt Forte, I count that as part of Deshaun Jackson was right. So yes, I do. We know. combine in the two for one. Yeah. So actually, only eight percent of people think that. The Eagles are right. That's right. Roy says the Eagles pay more money to Ronnie Brown. Ronnie motherfucking Brown than yes. Deshaun Jackson. That's like a stepson who just entered the family receiving a bigger gift than the one who was actually born within the family. Yeah, and also um, they tried to trade Ronnie Brown after paying him and had to take him back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And then uh, Canuck Duke says there should be a fourth option, Chris Johnson. He held out. <laughs> He held out, got his money, and is just now starting to perform. Sounds like the best of both worlds to me if the Titans try to make a playoff run. Um, well, yeah, I also think Chris Johnson is right, but I didn't want to throw that into the fuck up y'all's whole scientific poll that I was doing. <laughs> nah, it is. Um, let me make sure we don't have any comments on the episodes before I just screw go forward without looking. Because um, I think we have at least one episode where somebody left a... Uh, comment comments. for us to uh to review and uh now i'm having trouble finding it but uh yeah deshaun jackson is right um we all agree so that's good um oh, okay here's here's a comment <clears throat> this is a comment on our live show mm-hmm. from profess lch and she says another fine show even though rod was a bit of a cranky pants <laughs> <laughs> did you think I was a cranky pants Thursday, Karen? <laughs> well, did you find like I was that I was cranking? No, you're fine to me. Okay, all right. I checked with the other fans because she said this, oh. and I was like, Is "Everybody was I was I tripping?" Because I didn't mean no, to be tripping. I mean, your Ray J voice must have got a little too hot. That's yeah, all. I was a little I was a little tired and I, from all the extra podcasting. Yeah, and I was sick. Yeah, fighting through a cold. cold. Yes, but I didn't think I was being mean. Um, but. She, but she said she still liked the show. Oh, and I told so her, sweet. "Hey, I can't help that I'm insecure about my work. I'm an artist, <laughs> and I'm insecure about my shit. Let me work." She said, "But as say that again was a model of how to handle that ass. All silent sugar and sweet candy tones. Thank you. You better let your man unwind while working at the work. LOL. <laughs> By the way, my younger brother hates strip clubs. He can't stay, take the smells, perfume, and stank. He calls it." <laughs> <laughs> it creeps out regarding the germs and bodily fluids. When he, yeah, like I said, when that stripper was on my knee, I don't know what was in my head because, like, my mind was just like, she is wetting my pants leg. What? This is disgusting me. Um, like, I burn these pants. Yes. I don't know why though, because I mean, honestly, uh, it was a hot chick sitting on my knee. I don't know why, but I, my brain just wouldn't. It was like, oh, I need Lysol. <laughs> 
When, um, <laughs> when he first told me about it, I hollered, especially since he was with some high roller at an expensive Vegas establishment and was supposed to be impressed. Not. But this is also the same guy who, when he was young, thought the older, cool guys were stupid for having a main woman for regular stuff and a nasty side woman for good stuff. Yeah, I also think that's dumb. He never understood why the top girl couldn't also be rolled into the top treats. Love the show. We'll listen again later uh, to get the drippings. Yeah, I don't know Thank why. You. Um, yeah, dude's done with that shit, man. You should get one chick that's gonna fuck you right and be a nice person. You can do both. Yes, they do exist. Yeah, I don't know why they always start at the bottom with like, I need a woman yeah. that'll suck my dick and a woman that'll go to church, man. There's women at they, church sucking dick anyway. They are out there, son. They are. And the last poll we didn't have any comments on was couples at the strip clubs. Good idea. Bad idea. Good idea. bad ideas, 61%. So, and no comments. So we don't know why people think it's good or bad. So they just decided they did not need to tell us. Um, All right. We need to do the emails and then we need to open up the phone lines. Uh, So let's let's start with the emails. Um, Ernie Woods writes in, hell yeah, fucking right. H-Y-F-R is the title of his email. Ugh, all my exes said we need a break, so I envision walkers, bleeding, screaming, media misleading, the seriousness of sword season, so sad Herman is leaving, and Sandusky and Bernie, and Bernie are still breathing up top for the NFL season, LeBron tweeting, how to close a game like he did last season, people screaming Cam wouldn't have a good season cause his college offense was simplistic in its meaning, with questions like, do you listen to TBGWT, are you ratchet as shit, and we say HYFR, um, and I believe that's to the tune of Drake's Hell Yeah Fucking Right. <laughs> Love the show. You two have me cracking up every night. I'm at work, and the topic on not listening to your dick had me crying, keeping me up. F- uh, keep up the great work. Yeah, because we had that topic that um, you know, your dick is not your friend. Thank so you. Don't trust them. No. Uh, Jay says, can you two please let them guys come on every now and then? Talking about uh, atypical sports, Robin Key. Mm-hmm. And then since they're lazy asses. Sorry. She said, can you let them come on every now and then since their lazy asses don't want to do their own podcast anymore? (laughs) Oh, my God. The Slave Key. Oh, my God. He is awesome. I need more of him in my life. I just pause it just to type this. Yeah, that that Slave Key shit gets me every Every fucking time. I love Slave Key. Like, I almost feel like I should not be able to be gotten that way because I've heard the Slave Key voice and character (laughs) so many times. But, but every fucking classic. time, man, when he called that, sh- when he called that shit the plantation bowl, I lost my mind for a second, man. I just, ah, ah, I just ah. came back later. Was like that. That's some good ass ignorance. Um. Uh. Also, Profess Herbert says, "Hi, Rod. Hi, Karen. Still listening. Still loving your show. Mm. Good. Thank you. General comments. I've grown to dislike pro sports, and I never like college sports, save for HBCU general love. However, your recent ATIP episode on and the ATIP guys was amazing. You made me want to watch the NFL and NBA ratchetness again. Yeah, see, that's the thing about pro sports. I don't mind watching pro sports because the players have power, mm-hmm. and I am a person that believes in the dynamics of power. power. And p- fucking college players are powerless. And I, I just feel like I'm watching the fucking gladiators back in fucking Rome when I watch that shit. Like, don't get hey, hurt, boy. nigga. That's your life. Like, ooh, was that a ligament? Well, welcome to Walmart. Yes. That's where you'll be greeting people from now on. 
<laughs> like, I like the fact that Chris Paul, even if he did decide, like, I like that Brandon Roy can say, I'm retiring, and I don't have to go, oh my God, what is Brandon Roy gonna do? I go, yeah, that nigga is rich as shit, and he's 26 years old. He is winning. Yes, he is. That he's nigga, good. You won in life, sir. I wish I could retire fucking 26. Yeah, cash your insurance policy on your knee and go ball. I don't blame you. Ball so hard, motherfuckers wanna find you. Um, and I understand exactly what Rod was saying regarding Tebow making it easier for certain black quarterbacks. All of that praying and God talk to, that's a wrap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the other thing. I think that's another thing that made black people mad too. It's like, niggas been praising God for, for years. years. Ah, for years, Y'all acting like Tim Tebow is the first Christian ever. What is this new thing? Praying? Never heard of that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Reggie Reggie White was fucking a minister and shit, and it was like, yeah, that's different. He hits people for a living. Rod, I'm gonna need you to let the missus cook a little more, particularly since Herm is no longer. See, this is what y'all don't understand about Karen. <laughs> y'all think I'm ratchet because I talk the most, probably. I Karen has to be li- if this is just the Karen show. We would have no <laughs> listeners. Karen says and thinks and does shit that is unacceptable coming from a man. Yes. <laughs> All the fucking time. And I'm always the one. You need to let Karen do more. Why? So we cannot have a show. <laughs> Y'all remember when she started out talking about Asian peoples and shit? And I'm like, Shirley Wong is our only listener. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Don't run away. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want more, Karen, don't forget to go look at our guest appearances. Because she shows up by herself places all the time. Yeah. Yes. particularly the insanity report and we'll fucking say things that i'm just shaking my head with in my desk <laughs> i'm just like see y'all nigga, y'all thought I, y'all thought it was me Don't that's be ratchet no karen is hard to control <laughs> um all right speaking of herm it seems that he did not put it down sufficiently to satisfy or silence ginger white she was thinking about groceries yeah because she was like i need <laughs> i need to pay my bills and yes you need these booty calls working. these mm-hmm. booty calls ain't working while he was on top of her Dude was not cooking raw. Mm. I listened to some of your old podcasts. They hold up and pass the test of time. Even the dark hater whose comments caused the show to come to a screeching halt at times. Yeah, remember that show when dark hater was like questioning do women's outfits lead to them getting raped? <laughs> yes, controversy. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, I don't know if you want to take that stance. <laughs> That's a tough one to defend, my brother. I'm not, I'm not hopping on that bandwagon. I'm on the side of stop raping people regardless of what they have on. That's right. Keep your hands to yourself. But uh, she said he makes me laugh. And that's what Dark Hater does. Even when he's being controversial as shit, he's funny. Yes. Which is why we bring him on the show. Because nothing's wrong if it's funny. At all. Even when I don't agree with it. As he brings the incongruous on the regular exponentially upping the what the fuck t- factor. Finally, the best <laughs> part of your show is that there are segments. And just when I'm nervous and episodes about to end, you begin podcasting, news stories or random shit please note for the record one of my holiday goals is to make and share a nagasaki bomb wow i feel like we are making her ignorant yeah <laughs> by the way that nagasaki bomb shit really caught on to be so fucking offensive yeah motherfuckers posting youtube Ooh, videos yes. on how to make it motherfuckers is like yes I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make me one what kind of sake you use and i'm like i thought this was no that was not the point this is the opposite <laughs> it is good but don't be don't be telling people <laughs> Need y'all niggas to keep this shit on the low. 
should be a direct message, not I, I not a public. If, if I mess around and, and, and go to uh one of the restaurants and see that shit on the um thing, I'll be pissed. I'm taking a picture if I see it on the thing and I'm sending that shit to Bill. Even though the beef is over and I forgave him, I will send that shit and be <laughs> like, look, dog, they selling them. That ain't me. <laughs> no. But um, we will never see that because it's politically incorrect. Uh, do you recommend any particular sake? Um, not really. I mean, we used uh, the first one we used was this sake like had a G on the bottle. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of that shit, mm-hmm. but it was just G sake at the yes. ABC store. Yes. But and, uh, you know, we know, tried other sake since then. They, they've both been delicious. Yes, and it doesn't matter the quality. You know, they have different qualities of yeah. sake. You can do the lower quality. The, the sake is not as expensive. Also, um, the eggnog was just light, generic eggnog, eggnog. that we got from our grocery store. So mm-hmm. it wasn't even uh, the spiced that. rum eggnog or anything like that. Although I Ooh, do kind of want to try that. I said, that been next. You might kick it up a notch with that. All right. Well, maybe we'll go tonight. Um, she says, I know just the hapless young man who I'm going to test this with. Wish me luck. Your resident saber tooth, Profess LCH. So thank you. Thank you. And uh, good luck trying that out on that dude. Yes. Uh, LaVarit says, Out of Both Ends, Ugh is the title of this email. It says, Snot bubbles and gas. When Rod discussed extra slutty olive oil in episode 231. Ah! I hate you both. Love always, LeVarrett. <laughs> so, sorry. Straight to the point. Uh, feedback email from LaShonda. Hey, guys. Been a minute since I wrote. This is soon to be Dr. LOL. Anywho, been catching up after being out of the rotation. Listening to episode 247. First of all, I'm sorry. I sometimes make my rugrats wash twice a day. How in the entire hell <laughs> did that family allow those kids to only bathe once a week? Yeah, I thought that was crazy, too. Yes. Children are stinky. It's in their DNA. Second, hell, no time out and writing lines ain't child abuse. Yeah, because that was the thing about that article. Some of the shit they said was child abuse. Flat out, yeah. Hitting somebody with a fucking curtain rod might be over the line. Yes, I think so. Not letting your kids wash for a week. That's some type of fucking neglect. Yes, that is. Making your kid right when they break the rules or putting them in time out. Should not be in the fucking article. That, those aren't abuses. That's like even nice parents do that. Yes, they do. Like it's even even, even parents that don't touch their kids are like, don't raise you got horses. ten minutes of time out. Yes, you know, so, and they were like, you need to write this one hundred times. So you've learned your lesson. Yeah, unless time out was like seven days. <laughs> now that's too much time. Right? Out. You know, then I don't get it. Like <laughs> time, you're on time out. You didn't do your homework. No, fuck that. That's abuse. Anyway. My kids prefer that to that. They prefer time out and writing lines. They prefer that to me opening up a can of ass whooping on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most children do. Yes. I've had the cans open up on me and it's always too much. I, <laughs> my thirst for ass whoopings was very, uh, like, just a sip, please. <laughs> Not the whole cup. Too yeah. much. My dad never Don't had. Turn it just, over. Never got just a sip of ass whooping. I always got the whole six pack. <laughs> I will say, I will say, as kids get older, your methods should change to reflect their growing maturity. Yes, agreed. Regarding being offended for offensiveness' sakes, offend on Rod and Karen. I've listened to your show long enough to know when I can press the pause button or just let it rip. Not like you are waterboarding people with your shows. You offer it, someone can go watch, listen, ignore. Manufactured outrage is irritating and needs to be shot down immediately. Third. <laughs> Y'all going to hell for playing R. Kelly during that song about the teacher. <laughs> hell, I say, gas in the drawers. One last thing regarding. <laughs> I wonder what people. 
What about people thought about us playing that Al Green for that woman that bored that dude? Oh, somebody tweeted about that. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> One last thing regarding the hazing band death. Uh, the hazing band, like marching band, mm-hmm. death. Uh, working in higher education, I have found that students, black and white, will come up and with any reason to haze. Yes, they will. Any I've, reason. I've seen folks haze to get into service fraternities, student unions, you name it. Any reason to feel powerful. Keep up the great work as always. Yeah, Jay Fuller, Jay Full tried to call into the show and talk to us about that after one of the shows. And yeah, dog, I just disagree, dog. I can't, I, hazing is stupid as shit. Sorry. Um, Amish Market. Profess, uh, LCH writes in again, my normal routine, visit the Amish market, pick up a few things, roll out. But while I waited online to buy some fresh meat, pause. <laughs> I don't think she has to pause that, but okay. The show's discussion regarding Amish haircuts came to mind. Oh Lord, please don't laugh while standing, <laughs> while standing by yourself. No phone in hand or Bluetooth in your ear to play it off. I said to myself as if on cue or reading my thoughts. A little Amish preteen boy started wa- waiting on folks. All I could do was look away while clenching my jaw and silently laughing. Yo, that freaking haircut should be criminalized. <laughs> LOL, catching up on show on the show's old episodes. Yes. Yeah, she's going back, man. She was like on episode 158 the other day, man. Yes. Where we talked to Deidre about her fucking that dude in the ass of that, that, that strap mm-hmm. on. I love me some Deidre. We gotta get Deidre back on. Yeah, we do need to talk to her about that again. It's about time. It's almost Christmas. People want to know who she's fucking in the ass these days. And <laughs> I, <laughs> we gotta get her back. It's always, and it's hilarious. Every time we have on, it's always a surprise to a lot of, yeah. <gasps> what? It and then is, they start hitting her up. And yeah. she was like, I haven't talked about this in months. <laughs> it is, it is better to give than receive, I say. <laughs> she believes yeah, in she that. Leaving, giving. Episode 250, Are You For Real? Uh, from Thomas. First off, congratulations on making it to episode, to 250 episodes. This shit, that shit is awesome. I have not gone back and listened to all of them, but I found you guys somehow through Twitter and came aboard during the Sarah J episode. Shit been ratchet ever since, and I'm glad to be aboard. Three quick things. As the father of the official twins of the black guy who tips. I want y'all to know that I took them on a walk today in their stroller while listening to episode 250. I was laughing the entire damn time. And they were uh, they were wearing the official, the black guy who tips bibs. Lots of people stopped me to ask what was so funny. Downside of being a black man married to a white woman is people think you are non-threatening. <laughs> so it's, it's like, ooh, those babies are light-skinned. Let's go ask him the time. Yes. <laughs> I shared the gospel of Tebow and the black guy who tips with them all. Although not all seem very impressed when I let them listen for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga may not be funny to old white people at Blakeney. Oh, well. Uh, Secondly, as a Marine... Nah, nah, that's just that racial pressure. They ain't want to laugh in front of you. You think white people don't turn on that damn Dave Chappelle show and crack the fuck up in private? What? Yeah. Don't let them. They were just, you was there. They were just like, oh, Oh, this is a. I don't want to offend you. Yeah. This is a black ex Marine. I don't care how light skinned them babies are. (laughs) I'm not laughing. Not laughing at these niggas saying nigga all the time. Um, Secondly, as a Marine, I have sampled strip clubs all over the country. Uh-oh. All over the country and the world. <laughs> I said, we going down. Drop my mic. <laughs> What's happening in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all over the country and the world. Speaking of Chris Rock, just threw my mic down. Uh, the best are in England. The worst are in the South. With the Midwest a close second. I'm with Rod that I be in my head too much during the whole event. But I know way too many fools that be about that strip club. Let's, let's be friends with the stripper life. Yeah, I don't get that. Mm. Why would you want to know them outside of a strip club? I don't get it. 
Have you not seen the Bad Girls Club? Yeah, stripper drama is for real, dog. Yes, it is. I, I don't. All right, whatever, man. That's your dick. You, you do what you want. Even if I were to have a good time at the strip club, I don't want my wife there. Two years later, she'd be mad about something totally unrelated, and that shit would come up. I be, I bet Destiny would let you play what Modern Warfare instead of taking your kids to daycare. <laughs> Why don't you marry that skank bitch? Fuck that. Additionally, I. <laughs> Additionally, I don't like paying for pussy I'm not taking home, which is why, unlike Rod, I have a strained relationship with tipping. Nigga, no, fuck that. You have a strained relationship with tipping the, the, the strippers and shit, but look, if you, the stripper does something for you, you tip her. Period. Tipping is not, no one should have a strained relationship with tipping. If motherfucker does a good job, you tip. The end. It's very fucking simple. <laughs> they if they do a bad story. job, don't tip. That's true. This shit is not rocket science. No excuse. Finally, I stated I stated I'm a marine. I had I had not heard about the pleasure issue. The pleasures issue. Pleasures is a adult toys uh, sex shop mm-hmm. that was collecting toys for tots and to give to the toys for tots uh, foundation or charity. And basically, the toys for tots people came. Took all the signs down, left the toys, and told them, if you want to submit these toys, you better find a drop-off spot because we're not accepting any from you. Um, so he says, but I, I sent a letter to the board for Toys for Tots telling them what bullshit this is. I don't know how much fucking time I spent supporting Toys for Tots because I was fucking ordered to. I'll admit it feels good to give toys to the kids. So who the fuck cares where they're fucking coming from? That's right. Fucking stupid people. I bet the good majority who was quoted was, uh, oh, the good major, because they quoted a major who they were like, this dude, this old ass dude says it's disgusting and he shouldn't get these toys. It's like, I bet the good major who was quoted was never fucking poor. Fuck him. Tweet that. Anyways, y'all keep up the great work and the echo chamber audience out here will keep spreading the gospel of Tebow. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. And I'm sorry that they got you worked up about that shit. Uh, Titus writes in, what up, 10-star Rod and 3-star Karen? Uh-oh. You read that right. As a result of Karen starting the Let Herm Cook Again campaign. <laughs> I sure did. Tweeting ratchet-ass wrestler finishing moves. <laughs> I blame Nick Jew also. <laughs> she started it. And being up late as shit during the f- before feedback show, I had to deduct her some stars while simultaneously increasing Rod's star rating. Up top, sir. Uh, the dog condom, <laughs> the dog condom is hilarious. It would probably work till Peter comes in saying, you cannot treat these people this way. God told them. <laughs> you cannot treat these people this way. <laughs> God told them to come together and populate the earth. What if the strip club was serving carrot cake along with the titties? Mm-hmm. I agree. They, that would be different. Yes. I would eat that food. When the, that would be better than 69 cents spaghetti and $10 water. Yes. Um, when the weather in Wisconsin is similar to Alabama and Georgia, I'm moving. On another note, do you think the women, the woman who poured boiling water on her ex-husband has family in Florida? You know, it's the home of the ratcheted uh, folks like Suckhole Kim, a sword, a sword ratchetness and all other shit that makes you say, oh, Florida. The episode with Robin Key was hilarious yet informative. Love the show. Keep up the good work team. Death panels. Peace. So yeah, that was, I believe that's the last email for the show. So we'll open up the phone lines for a few minutes. Um, so I lost stars because I stay up late. Yeah, apparently. Ratchet shit. Let me um go ahead and do the part where we tell uh you know 
Well, no, actually, we got plenty of time. All right, so yeah, you can uh, call the show 704-557-0186. Talk to us live on the air if we you would like to do that. We also have yeah some questions from Vocal that we're going to go on. Um, let me go check out these questions. Um, this one is from Chill Will. Why does Toya suck so many dicks? <laughs> I not don't answering know. that one. Don't know. <laughs> uh, we got actually got a call coming in. Hey, you're on with the Black Eye Tips. How can we help you? What's up? What's up, man? Chill, hey, How you doing? Hey, I'm chill. Will goddamn it. Hey, I finally <laughs> broke down and, and fucking registered the vocal, but you know I won't give it my fucking real name. So they say, what's your first name? Chill. What's your last name? Huh? Will. Chill. They call me Chill Will around here too. So I'm Chill W. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I type in. So I said, let me see if this shit works. So I typed this motherfucker in like five in the morning before I went to sleep, and <laughs> I, I almost overslept y'all goddamn show, boy. I've been mad at a motherfucker, man. How y'all doing this morning? Oh, we doing good, chill. Good. We doing good. Damn, man. All right, I want to tell you something. Mm-hmm. You know, you better stop saying your love is for goddamn sale. Or motherfuckers gonna start calling you the black guy who tricks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah. Man, shit ain't a good look at all, dog. <laughs> nah, I'm definitely not gonna be consider, uh, ever be confused with no trick. That's for sure. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> but hey, y'all. Y'all dicks have got to be as hard as mine over what we are about to witness in a couple of weeks with this NBA season. Yes, oh my God, the East is going to be balling so hard. Yes. It's so out of control. Oh, I'm yes. so excited. The Knicks came up. Mm-hmm. Fucking Chicago finna come up. We done came up. Even though I don't understand this Eddie Curry shit. I'm really trying to wrap my... I don't, <laughs> I'm going to have to go holler at Pat Riley and make sure he ain't start smoking that ooh-wee. <laughs> I, 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 I don't get that. I keep hearing Eddie Curry lost weight, man. I don't know if it's true or not, but I keep hearing it. Ah, uh, whatever. Okay. I'll it, then I still ain't going to believe that shit. And say what you want about Boston. Hey, them old cats can still ball. Maybe they don't ball as hard as they used to, but them cats still can ball. Don't forget, you got Ray Allen, who is an assassin on the three-point line. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. It's going to be so out of control in the fucking East. Dan yes. Gilbert, suck my dick. That's all I got to say on that one. <laughs> I can't stand it. Oh, okay, so you just supposed to be penalized for being smart as fuck. Okay, so I know how to run my business. You don't know how to run your business. Okay, but now I'm the bad guy and I got to suffer. I got to be as shitty as you and yeah. in, in, in your fucking shit. Man, fuck Dan Gilbert, motherfucker. Okay. And they said they're going to win a championship before we do. Okay, whatever, whatever. Right. And that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, the most ironic thing, him blocking that Lakers trade mm-hmm. is just helping LeBron get to the championship. Like, you making yes. it easier, dog. Like, the best thing for the, the Cavs would be for LeBron to have to play Dwight Howard and Chris Paul and Kobe at the same time. Now you only got to play two of them at best. And check it out. And even if the Lakers had all three, it's still no guarantees they're going to win the championship. Yep. It's no right. guarantee. Look, who, who, who saw the Dallas Mavericks coming last year? No Nobody. fucking body. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, I mean, come on. And, and David Stern, he's full of shit. He worked for the owners. All right? Ain't no way to fuck. He going to, yeah. I'll I put the onus on me. Yeah, motherfucker, you better or else your ass going to be out of a fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> it's no fucking way you going to look at me with a straight face and tell me that them owners ain't tell David Stern, 
Uh, you 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 better go fix this. Shit. You better squash this shit. We ain't having this. Don't the league own the team? Don't yeah. the other owners own the team? Yep. And so you mean to tell me, okay, now that this email is coming to light that Dan Gilbert sent Dan Stern, didn't he send that before David Stern uh, nixed the trade? Yeah. That, well, supposedly he sent it at 10 o'clock, which is after David Stern had already nixed the trade. But that's if you believe that motherfucker didn't pick up the call, phone and call this dude. Like I, like, I honestly can't imagine Dan Gilbert not being upset and calling the league office and, mm-hmm. and saying whatever he had to say. I can't believe yeah. that. Cause I mean, if, if if to me, if you if you're gonna, you know, follow that logic, then why the fuck would you approve the trade anyway? It, it was saying the reason that okay, the owners are all in with this team. They own the team. They're gonna know what's going on. So why the fuck would they give their approval only to turn around and be like, uh, fuck it. Nah, you know what? We changed our mind. Even though <laughs> they bitches are crazy as fuck, so they probably who's to say? But you know what I'm saying? It, it's mm. no way you can sell me on that shit. And to me. It's like you said, look, I'm just saying, David Stern has got to reverse the decision. You finna send Lamar Odom and Paul Gasol the fuck out of L.A. Yep. You finna try to get it done with Kobe, um, Andrew Bynum, and Chris Paul. Yeah. Good luck with that. That's all I got to say. And then who else you sending? Uh, who, who did the Lakers get back for Chris Paul? I mean, who, who, who comes along with Chris Paul? Nobody. 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 Yeah. Okay. So basically, Houston and uh, New Orleans are on the come up. They they the ones get the most out of this trade, right? Right. Yeah. David Stern, stop being a pussy ass motherfucker, man. <laughs> man. Let this motherfucking shit go through, man. Come on, now. Hey, and kudos to you, Rob, because I'm going to tell you something. I know the other week you was like, yeah, because we're prolific. But I'm I'm, I'm going to throw prophetic up in there, too, because you damn sure called it about the Dallas Mavericks. What the fuck is wrong with Mark Cuban? You going to let Tyson Chandler go, the motherfucker who brought it home for you? Yep. Oh, my God, Butler, you going to let him go to the fucking Clippers? Are you... Bro, y'all don't fuck Sean married up so bad. This nigga done died his hair blonde. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking nigga up. Oh my god! What the fuck? You called it, cause hey, yeah, I bet you Dirk was over something. Yeah, I'm gonna go get back two more. Yeah, yeah, Dirk, Dirk out there. Dirk about to be mad as shit this season. Yes. When he looked on that court and realized everybody was cool with one ring, dog. Yeah, so yeah. Like, <laughs> and Thursday shit, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do some things. I'm trying to get my, my mini Kobe on. I'm trying to get a couple out the deal. And, yes. Uh, that's it. That's it for that. that that's it. Come on, that, man. man. No way Jason Kidd playing don't get more than one ring. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't yeah, think they man. was getting one, dog. He didn't see that one coming. Nope. He just got that close and was like, I got to finish this shit. But no, man. J.J. Barrell, you think that dude started his NBA career like, yeah, I'm going to win about four championships? No. No. Dirk is the <laughs> only dude on that team that thought they was going back, man. I'm, I'm going to feel sad for that dude, but it's going to be funny when he's cursing motherfuckers out about uh, Hard in the middle of May when he's looking at his team like, fuck y'all. Yeah, Hard. yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't get that shit, man. I don't get it. <laughs> but, hey, I don't want to keep too long because, look, 
I don't know what the fuck. Y'all must have been on that cocaine last night because y'all was on the goddamn air entirely too long this damn morning. <laughs> I fuck out over sleep by an hour and I stood up and y'all still motherfucking on the air. Fucking y'all shit. <laughs> Leave that cocaine alone, man. Get some goddamn sleep and get every once in a while. Let other motherfuckers get some goddamn sleep. That don't make no damn sense. Oh, yeah. But hey, I'm, I'm finna get up out of here. You know, I just want to always call and get on y'all goddamn nerves. I don't feel right if I don't call out and get on y'all nerves. Call y'all. Fuck you. Just suck a dick. Don't keep it real. Just suck a dick. Alright. Uh, y'all have a good one, party people. You too. Peace. Peace. Oh, man. Chill is the best thing yes, ever. Yes, she is. Oh, we got another call. Um, and let me, let me check the time. Uh, 12 FM people, we out. Alright, let, let me answer this call. There you go. Answer. Yo, what up? You on with the Black Eyed Tales? Peace. Rod and Karen, what's going on? This is Classic Material. What's happening? What's, what's up, up Classic Material? I know Karen will be on your show today uh, at 1 o'clock. Yes, I will. Well, well, no, I, I didn't even notice. The Cold Slither Podcast. I up the uh, reminder email. Not so much for Karen, because I know you're going to be there on time. Um, other than the other two cats on our show, the Cold Slither Podcast, uh, <laughs> they got problems with me. Uh, <laughs> already, but, the, you know, I don't, I don't want AR-30 laundry or anything. Uh, just a few things. Rod, uh, you know, Stern is out of it. I don't know how he can continue on as commissioner. He's basically getting it from all sides. Uh, he's made himself look weak, uh, trying to run power moves and everything. He's listening to this one. That, that one, I think he's, I think he's gone. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think what he found that. out was, Fans actually don't really care about that shit that they were selling us during the fucking lockout. Mm-hmm. That, oh, we, we, I'm tired of super teams and sport athletes deciding where they're going to go. Uh, actually, nah. Um, I'm cool with watching Chris Paul in Los Angeles because I'll see him on TV more. And I think that team will be interesting. Same thing with the Heat. People talk shit, but then ratings went up to the highest ever. So he found out that don't nobody care about the way he's going to spin it. We, we only care about what we're going to see. And I think that also they were shocked and surprised by the backlash. Like, they really thought, like Rock just said, that people really bought the bullshit. The people that bought the bullshit will never come back to the sports, not the real fans. Right. That's true. I mean, as a Knicks fan, I I was a little pissed off, too, that LeBron chose the heat over our team. But you know what? That, you know, we got Omari, we got Melo, whatever. And I was, you know, it, it kind of took me back to the Jordan days where you had a team that you could hate so much so that you was watching the game, you was tuning in. Uh, you right. know, basically to see if your team will prevail over them and the, the trash talk is. That's why we've got a fever pitch now because you have heroes and villains on each side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and people get excited about that. Before, and time, you know, time like, will change the narrative. Marbury, all these stats, I mean, T- time will change the narrative for all this shit. Cause I, I was alive when the Bulls were making that run. Me I was, too. I was alive for the 72 game win, uh, 72 win season. Mm-hmm. Everybody wasn't on was the I. Bulls bandwagon. My next name was fuck Michael Jordan, but you know, so was I. Yeah, I'm just saying everybody wasn't pulling for Michael Jordan. No. Now that we're all older and he's retired, everyone, yeah, man, I just love watching Jordan so much. Mm. And, you know, uh, the Bulls are one of my favorite teams. Now, I remember mm. being in a bar when they, when during the flu game, which you would think one of the most phenomenal athletic performances we've ever seen. Everyone should have been rooting for Michael Jordan. Mm-mm. We were in Joe's Crab Shack. And them white folks was mad as fuck, yes, dog. They was. And we were the only people in there ch- <laughs> cheering for the Bulls. We sure was. And I'm, loud too. I can't remember it, but I think I might even have my Bulls pinstripe black and white jersey on. 
And that shit was awkward as fuck, man. Nobody was pulling for the bulls in that in that fucking restaurant. So yeah, I, you know, it was like us and one other black table secretly like giving each other the the head nods. Uh, like, mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. You see you it. You see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, man. This, now now it's all changed, and he was, he was the greatest ever. And I think that'll happen with now. Like if the Heat go on to win a bunch of rings or some shit, people will change in ten years and be like, yeah, man, LeBron went and got it done. I remember I was there. When he fucked up, but then he went and got it done. And I love him. <laughs> Whatever. And that Heat team will go down as one of the greats in the yeah. golden era. And Ross became a man that day and all this other right. stuff. It'll be great. Uh, you know, uh, the Nagasaki bomb. Yes. So I, I know uh, we had a discussion about that. Uh, yeah, I see your video I on it. Yeah, um, you even know, trying to right. add, you trying to add some stuff to the Nagasaki bomb to make it more offensive, which for the records, folks, that was never my point. I just wanted y'all to know. Now, now you can do whatever you want with it. I'm not. I'm not about censorship. You can make that shit as offensive as possible. You want to love, you know? Yeah, exactly. But tell everybody about it. Ain't it sweet? Ain't it delicious? That shit is good. It's good, right? We tell people. I was like, hey, well, they're trying it out. Let me check it out. I'm part of the, you know, the shell of agreement or whatever you're calling it. I'm one of. I'm one of the. The echo chamber. You're a sheep in the echo chamber. You know, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we gonna air that shit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't it live. Um, but yeah, man. I'm, that... I'm tired of being humble. I'm tired of being sober. <laughs> I'm from Nagasaki Bar. Uh, you know, which goes to my next point. Herman Cain, if he had got the money team down yeah. in this campaign, you think all this shit would have happened? No. I, I, I joked about this a while back. Like, Herman Cain should get with Ray J and the money team as his campaign manager. Mm-hmm. Ginger White, there would have been goons waiting outside. You know, all these other chicks, there would have been goons waiting outside with the hush money, you know, mm-hmm. ready to back the back it or whatever, and there would have been no, uh, you know, th- none of this would have came out in the news, and mm-hmm. he would have had the money team had his back. Yep, that's the uh, issue, but, dog. You know, he got the he got he got the he got the he got the money with Floyd and everything. He got the Godfather pizza money. Mm-hmm. Got fifty cent in there. Yeah. So, uh, Karen, looking forward to having you on the show uh, in yes. a little bit. Uh, we're gonna air that joint. Next week, cool. <laughs> uh, but, but we're gonna talk to you, Ninja Turtles. Uh, Rob, what's your favorite Ninja Turtle, by the way? Raphael, uh, hands down. Raphael, yeah, he was a high okay. head, but he was my dude. Okay, well, we used to be cool, but we ain't no more because I'm a Leonardo. Uh, Leonardo is a bitch. Yeah. God, I hate that nigga. Leonardo leaves, motherfucker. He's always. He's always. Um, and I'm also glad to uh, finally uh, live up to my word and promise. And I bought a Say That Again t-shirt for the... Uh, oh, that's I, what's up, cool. man. It gets mailed in. So y'all go check out the Cafe Press Shop. They got some good uh, quality merchandise up there. Appreciate and, uh, it, man. Thank you. Thank y'all. Appreciate it. All right, class. We'll talk to you later, dude. Peace. Peace. All right, I saw we had one oh, more person call. trying to call in. Try to call back. We give we open the line a few more minutes. Yeah, we'll keep it open for a little bit longer, and uh, you can try to call right yeah, and back. I think it was another question. Oh yeah, in vocal. Yes. Um, oh wait, oh. here's that phone call. Yo, you're on with the Black Eyed Tips. Who's this? What's up? Uh, yeah, this is uh Pat calling in a brand new caller and just checking y'all out. What it is, Thank Pat you. man? What What do you have to say, sir? 
Uh, I will just say that um, you guys are doing a good job, man. I'm, 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 I've just been a recent fan, man. Just started downloading you guys. You guys are like my new somewhat of an addiction because I've been looking to you guys at work all week this week, and I was like, yo, these guys are freaking funny. So I thank y'all for that. Oh, thanks, Thank Pat, you. man. You know, we do what we do, man, and we do have a lot of episodes, so if you ever get bored, you have Go plenty of shit listen. to listen to. Yes. <laughs> we keep you covered for hours. Yeah, Crossroad <laughs> trip, we got you covered. Yeah, we are prolific. <laughs> yes. And it, and it was times when we didn't even have enough for you to across the street. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm telling you right now, I noticed that, like, and I think I appreciate y'all more because you guys are more like, you know what I'm saying, like 40-hour a week, 8-hour a day type people like me. So, yeah. Yes. A podcasters, you know what I mean? They not to knock their hustle, but you know what I mean. They have a more fluid flex, uh, fluid schedule. Like they could just be up at ten o'clock in the morning, decide to podcast for two hours. We ain't got no choice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we don't do it now, we can't do no, it. No, we literally so can't. <laughs> we just do the shit. We have a schedule. We stick to it. Uh, then we start changing up shit, then the shows won't come out. Yes, you know? yes. So we 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 them cubicle negroes as they like to call. How, them. How'd you hear about the show, Pat? Hey, what's up? How, how did you, you hear about, about the show? Actually, I heard about the show through um, Blacking It Up um, and um, what you call it, that whole empire over there. And I heard um, Ron, actually, I heard you call in a couple times. You made me laugh like a mug, man. You did a drive-by on the Nerd <laughs> We Heard Hard Packs podcast a couple weeks back. I'm like, you know what? It's, what, it's long overdue. I'm going to see what this guy's doing over there because that was funny as hell. You said something of... Um, what you say? It had me laughing real hard, man. You said something that was just um, real random. It was just like, well, I know uh, something, something, something hung up, and everybody was like, "I can't believe you just did that." I, just did that. <laughs> I know um, they were talking about. Uh, I'm blacking it up. They were talking about uh, something. It's like something with the Johnson or something like that. And it was yep, yep. This, this family and this this really depressing movie apparently about like sexual abuse and oh. all this stuff. And um, they kept acknowledging how they, it was about a black family, but they never acknowledged race. And it's just a really good uh, like uh, 25 minute movie or something like that. And so I called in and said it was the worst episode of the Cosby Show ever. <laughs> <laughs> so and uh he didn't th- i might be ratchet but them niggas did laugh that was a real laugh <laughs> for at least a good 15 seconds before they got it back in control like, oh they, well, wait a minute uh, that that's what i think I, that's what i think i said you know said i had to listen yeah because it's like i don't think it's enough reasonable ratchetness in media because you got the reasonable because you listen to certain people they're super smart you know they're super smart they got the pds on the wall and you got the people that just don't know what the hell they're talking about. That just because they have enough money to set up a studio, they think that they have a reason to be talking, and they have the right just the same. But right. I don't think there's enough people that could be smart and explain their ratchetness. You know what I'm mean? saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <Look at> an <laughs> explanation. Right. <laughs> We're ratchet, and here's why. Right. I can appreciate that though. I because I'm the same way. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna tell you. Sometimes I just feel like you know what I'm saying. Like for example, man, I tell you, man, fuck abstinence, man. That's bullshit. I agree. When you said that on one of the podcasts, like you know what, that is so fucking true. That <laughs> shit is just a deterrent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I, like I said, man. I, and the thing is, like, uh, it was funny. It made sense. And then I was like, I have to roll because you know they have a completely, uh, not completely different, but they have a different cl- cr- uh, crowd and a different vibe over there. And I'm not just there to like fuck up their audience no. or whatever and i don't want them to have to like fuck me up for fucking with their audience <laughs> yes because you know that their, their, their audience has standards and shit man our yes. audience is ratchet as fuck just yes. fucking with us yes like yeah. we, we say yeah, shit yeah. all the time yes and i appreciate y'all for that man i mean it's like 
it, and it's and another thing too. I mean, y'all kind of inspired me to want to get something going on my own because I realized what y'all doing and y'all, like you said, like I said, man, you guys are <laughs> pot, like you said, you cubicle Negroes, man. I'm yes. a four-year-old wee boy myself, man. I, there's a period of time that you can't just call me at, man. I'd be like, hey, listen, dog, you know where I'm at, man. You can't just what you need, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm you guys inspired me to say, you know what, I think they could do it. I don't know. I might be, you know what I'm saying? I might throw something on myself, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think y'all Yes, and, and please do. One thing I can truly say I love about podcasting is that there's room for everybody. That's yeah. one good thing about it. It yeah. seems like it. It seems like it. And you guys proved it, and you guys proved it too, because I didn't think you could hear, I didn't think I could hear what I'm hearing from you guys on any type of platform like that. And people are calling in. I mean, you got loyal listeners, man. Yeah, definitely no other black podcast doing this shit. Mm-mm. At least not when we started. I don't no. know. But <laughs> so, I don't know. It might be now, but definitely yeah. when we started, it, it was in a unique space for black people because yes. um, I've heard white cop podcasts be able to be uh, offensive and funny and, you know, ratchet and it just seemed like a eclectic, like, oh, look at these people. But yeah, we're not comedians. We're not professional anythings. We're just, uh, a couple in the South saying crazy shit um, yes. on live radio. So, but yeah, thank man, you. We appreciate it, man. We no doubt. And I'm calling from the Northeast. You guys are Southern as hell. And I know you're Southern as hell, but I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate the love, dog. We man. do. We do. <laughs> oh, before I get out of here, man, I had a couple questions, man. Yeah, go uh, ahead. What's up? Brandon Roy is really, is he really retired? I looked it up online, man. And, and is he, did he really retire at 27? Yeah, dog. They say he is done, man. Like, his oh. knees have a degenerative condition, oh. and he's gonna have to retire in the peak of his career. I even oh. think, um, I even think, uh, Odin got re- is about to retire possibly, man. Yes, and that was right after getting again, ain't he? Yeah, that was right after getting offered an eight point nine million dollar one year deal. So they're restructuring the deal to pay him less money, and then they're probably gonna end up retiring him. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second, hold on a second. Yeah. I was just about to say, I was about to give like a sympathy thing because I think Brandon Boy is one of those unpolished gems. Yeah. He's one of those dudes that like, if, if well, now he's not, we're not going to be able to know because he's getting ready to leave, but he's one of those dudes that you could build a team around. Right. And it's not going to cost you a boatload of money like it would a, a Kobe or a Carmelo or something of that, of that nature because I love his game because he's very humble and yeah. his game shows it too. You can see that he worked on his craft. He's not a pure shooter. He's not a pure ball handler. But he, he shows a lot of grit, you know what yeah. But he won. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Oh, all these yeah. niggas won. That's why I like professional sports, man. Me I don't, too. I don't like college sports because when shit happens and fucks up someone's career, they don't make a dime off that shit. No, nope. I like professional sports because I like to moving. be like, well, at least that nigga made out. Yes, I would love to be able to come to my job. They were like, can't do these papers. Fuck you. I don't want to feel like doing it today. Why? Because I got money. <laughs> yeah, twenty-seven retiring with millions of dollars up top for <laughs> real though. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, but, um, hello? Yeah, we're here. Oh, alright. I thought I, I thought I got lost and stuff. Um, nah, but nah, I was about to say, cause I looked it up when I heard you say, I'm like, I don't know, I'm, I'm nursing a hangover right now too, so I was like, nah, I probably heard that wrong. And I looked it up, I'm like, oh, snap, that dude probably is the luckiest man on earth, cause I don't know what the hell I would do with 16 million a year and don't even have to do a goddamn thing but check the bank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I feel kind of jealous in that, man, but, um, and another thing too, I want to ask y'all: um, Why David Stern got a hurt? Hate for man. 
Like, yeah. why, why he why he gonna let Chris Paul cook in L.A., man? I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I really think that David Stern is playing a PR game to a certain demographic of fans mm-hmm. that this just man. don't like the NBA, man. And they don't not like coming back. Yeah, there's people that are just completely turned off, and I wish he would stop, honestly, because. He may think that that plays well, but I think people are starting to see through him and that lockout show that he doesn't have as much power as he used to have. And he needs to just let it go, man, because nobody's feeling that shit. I, I know I'm not feeling it because, to be honest with you, even though I think Chris Paul, because I think they, they, they're playing they're, they're too much of, of what you call it. They're playing too much of that game that is like, well, we got this guy over here, so he's going to be the reason why we're going to get you know, millions of people to show up every year yeah. to watch him play. When I say watch him play, I'm talking about Chris Paul and the Hornets. And I think that's a bad move because I think he feels frustrated because he's just probably, you could tell he has that fuck it attitude. Yeah. So while he's just like, you know what, that's it, man. You guys ain't trying to do nothing. And when we did have something here, you didn't try to build it on it even more. You guys didn't keep nobody satisfied, nobody happy. And then, you know, he had that one year when he had a, when that dude David West had a monster season. I remember seeing him like, yo, these dudes look like they could be the next Stockton and Malone. Because mm-hmm. they're doing it the right way. And it's like, you, you, and you had David West and he was that dude that was like, he was just that, that animal that probably bite his mama's hand off at the kitchen table. To try to take <laughs> right. <laughs> had that type of attitude. I'm like, you know what? That's what the league needs. They need dudes and combinations like that where you got the squeaky clean polished point guard or whatever and then you got the real rough rugged type of dude as the big man center that will that'll beat up and fight anybody who gets down in the lane and then what happened to that dude what happened to him Did yeah he, not pay him? Did he, he well like he, he hurt his knee try to replace him after that well he heard yeah. he hurt his knee and uh the other problem with david west is he's like a jump shooting power forward uh, but he's also, uh, I think he got, he got a little miscast as a, as a bully because he, uh, slapped Dirk on the face three times. Uh, <laughs> that, tap, tap, tap. Yeah, I think everybody thought he was like a bruiser. He's not, he didn't have a bruiser game, but he knows how to put up buckets. But, uh, I think that on, that, you know, I think he only got away with that because Dirk was heartbroken at the time. Oh, yes. Messing he with was. that, messing with that chick. But, um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he? Yeah, that was heartbreak Dirk, yes. man. He, he, he didn't know what to say at the time, but he wouldn't get away with that shit today, I don't think. He was smoking that 808 and heartbreak? Yeah, yes. he was fucking with that, that Kanye at the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, another thing, too, yeah. yo, Mark Cuban, I will say this. Let me let me, let me me get into this because I know mm-hmm. you guys got a lot of callers and stuff like that. I just want to get this one to get out the way. Mm-hmm. Mark Cuban, I used to say that he used to be my favorite. If I ever was a pro athlete, I would love to play for that dude. Yeah. I would love to play for that dude. That dude is one of the dudes that you would just love to be the boss and you could just go up after practice and just kick it with, right? Mm-hmm. You lost that title. How are you gonna let Tyson Chandler leave, man? How are you gonna let Tyson Chandler leave? They man? might never win Chandler another ring. This is something I'm not getting. I don't get it. I mean, I'm lost. Yeah, he was, and he was a integral part to that that run. His yes. defense, and then his finishing around the rim with those alley oops from Jason Kidd, which you know now I'm wondering like how effective can Jason Kidd be when he doesn't have anyone he could just lob that pass up to? So you know, Sean Marion ain't getting no younger. I'm a firm believer that in some systems and some teams and some players, there's very few instances where you can say that one player was the reason why you won something. True. Tyson Chandler was that dude and the Mavericks was that team. Yeah. And uh they lost that man. They could have won another one if I'm if I'm correct. If they if Jason Kidd could find a way to somewhat stay healthy or somewhat keep it going or at the very least bring up another young point guard besides Barrera because Barrera is too small. I right. think people will figure him out. 
by this time, you know what I'm saying, by, you know saying, a couple of months going into the season, so he's not going to be as effective as he was last year. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he would have stayed, stayed healthy, you would have to, you have to look at this to, to repeat. Because really, yeah. when you start in the West, I don't really see nobody really messing with him, man, besides the Thunder, and the Thunder was, and the Thunder, if you ask me, they, 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 was a, they, they played the plateau move. They didn't get no better or no worse. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, I, I, I think, I think, him going to the to the East Coast, man, get, collecting his money, man, in New York, it probably was a good move for him because it would fit much better. He would do good in New York, but I think he would win a championship in Dallas. And I guess he was just chasing those ducats, man. I guess he was trying to yeah. get paid. Yeah, I never blame him for getting paid, but yeah, yeah. I, I feel you. But well, all right, Pat, man, Have thank you for uh, calling in, dog. Thank you. You guys take it easy. Keep doing your thing, man. We will, Peace. dude. Peace. All right, we got, um, we got a couple questions yep. in here. Let me take this question. Hey, your wife is sexy. Thanks, Ray William Johnson. Thank you. Appreciate we it. I think she's sexy too. Phone number. Another phone call. Yo, what's up? You on with the Black Guy Tips? Oh, what up? It's Kenneth Duke. Oh, what's, what's up, up, Duke? Man, what do you have to say about all this shit? Um, a couple of things. I mean, my man Pat basically went over a lot of things I was going to say, but um, first off. Why is David Stern trying to fuck up the game for his product? I don't know, this man. Is the, this is the same day where the L.A. Angels dropped three hundred plus million on contracts, mm. and no one cared by the time six o'clock rolled around because the Chris Paul stuff was dropping. Yeah. Wow! And the thing is, no one was saying like, "Man, that's the problem." Albert Pujols out here dictating where he wants to go in the league, and you know, <laughs> it's destroying <laughs> the players out here, destroying the league, deciding their own future. Like no one gave. It was like, "Oh, he came up two fifty. No that Carl Crawford. Right, he's a ski mask all star right now. I mean, damn, nobody gives a fuck about those people. Why? Because black people ain't playing those sports. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead though. What was you, what was you gonna say? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. I mean, being that brother who likes baseball is uh, it's a weird box to be in sometimes. But uh, the other thing I wanted to say, yeah, like no one cared once that trade got vetoed because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, yep. Dan Gilbert got involved somehow. I know it. He got loud. Him and Jordan probably collaboed on some some letter in like Comic Sans, and it's going to be posted sooner or later. Uh-huh. I go to sleep. I wake up the Friday or whenever it happened. I was like, oh, he actually did write Stern an email. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. I, what is it like to work for that motherfucker, dog? I know that everybody that gets drafted there got to be thinking like, man, just let me do these, let me do these for three years. I'm not signing. And get the probably, fuck out of this country. Hoping to have like a healthcare package or something, man. Like, <laughs> it better be awesome, Like, not only do I have to live in Cleveland, but this dude is a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't it be a lot easier to work in Cleveland if you did have that Mark Cuban cool ass owner that just made it fun he to be would there? Make it worth it, yes. You know, I'm, and I mean, Dallas is a place where people want to live anyway yes, but i'm is. saying i remember when it was like a fucking the the pit hole of the nba yeah mark cuban comes in re revamps the entire arena and he uh, hard play, pays his players treats them well uh gives them video games and shit in the locker room and all of a sudden niggas was like yo i want to play there and i don't see why dan gibber wouldn't take that approach instead of like let me bring the rest of the league down you know i'm just saying there's a difference between a boss who wants to party after winning a championship in Privé or whatever club that was in Miami yeah. versus a guy who gets burned by one of his players and writes a Dear John letter and puts uh, Delonte <laughs> West on his front page. Yeah. Wow. I could hear the Drake coming off that dude. 
Saw <laughs> 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 uh, Marvin's room on repeat or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like congratulations on two fifty. Oh, um, thank you. Thank nicely. you. Got anything else aside from the sports? But uh, I'll keep listening. All right, dude. Thank Thanks, you. man. Thanks for the call. All right, peace. 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 All right. Um. All right. Let's see. Uh, I think we had another question. Classic material. When making the Nagasaki bombs, have a towel handy. I forgot to clean up and got accused of spanking it. Yes. <laughs> the it liquid will, does it look like splash. sperm. It does look like sperm. Yes, it will splash. Which is another benefit of drinking it with a young lady because you can be like, well, after that, don't you need a chaser? <laughs> Am I right? Mm, up top, mm, fellas. Up top. I, we already got sperm and I got a penis. Let's go. Yeah. Up top. You already <laughs> dealt with the same consistency liquid. Um, Let's but, do it right, girl. All right, I guess that's it, man. We don't have any more calls coming in, um, so we'll go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. Um, you've been listening to the Blackout Tips. Uh, of course, you can find us at blackouttips.com, um, where we do a show tomorrow. We will not be live. We'll be no, on the road. So I disappoint you guys. But we will have that episode posted by the time uh, you go to work in the morning or whatever. Yes. So you'll be fine. Um, um. Oh wait, we got one more question. Trojan Scooter says, "Which is better, Nagasaki bombs or sweet tea vodka and OJ?" Karen, you answer that because I don't drink the sweet tea vodka. Uh, uh, the Nagasaki bomb, but I do like the sweet tea vodka and orange juice. It good, go good with some with some bacon and eggs. It's the bomb. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, and plus, uh, one of them is a seasonal drink you can only drink for like one to two months out of the year. year so the other one is year round, baby, year round. All right, so um. Yeah, we'll um, go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. We'll see you guys um, live on Thursday at 5 o'clock yes. uh, for you know another one of our shows. Um, thank you for your feedback. Thank you for donating. Thank you to everybody that goes to the Blackout Tips, yes. uh, people who like us on Facebook. Yes. Thank you for all the love and support you give us, guys. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I say that again. That is in D-A-T. And uh, don't forget, uh, you know. You can call the show, 704-557-0186, yes. and leave voicemails throughout the week. And you can email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com, and uh, leave your emails, and leave us a five-star review. And we will go ahead and, uh, you know, take that review and read it on the air live on our feedback shows. We will. So, uh, until next time, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.